when we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 11 the fast and the furious lap two i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by kfam korean american family services KFAM's mission is to support and strengthen Korean-American families and individuals in the greater Los Angeles area through counseling, education, and other social services. Since its inception in 1983, KFAM has provided assistance to tens of thousands of Korean-Americans. Uh, thank you, KFAM. Thank you, KFAM. That is a very appropriate sponsor for this, even though... So I, I appreciate that the sponsor reaching out to us to promote you know, Korean-American relations... Yeah, uh, when in this movie, there's there's some real battles here. We talked about you know how Johnny Tran's family is disappointed in him because he yep. you know dishonors them, yep. and uh, K Fam reached out to us and they were like, you know, that's that's not an uncommon thing in our community. Yeah. So um, they you know they want to sponsor the episode, so we thank you K Fam. Thank you K Fam. Um, thank you for welcoming us into your fam. You're part mm-hmm. of our fam now. Yeah. F and F K Fam, whatever you want. So. 2F2F1K, fam. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, we will have a little bit later on the show. We're, we're mixing up the script a little bit here today. We're going to have later on Maybe, the show. Maybe, I think have... this, this is a good layout, though. I, I think it's a good layout, too. Yeah, I, think I think it'll I really work like a little it. bit better. Okay. I was telling you, we sort of stole it from the Never Not Funny podcast, which might be, if not, my favorite podcast, where we're going to do some stuff up front that the guests don't really necessarily need to be around. We're going to do our extracurricular activities. We're going to move the mailbag up front. We're yeah. going to talk about the sort of like, I think you and I should talk a little bit also just on a really, really high level about things we caught this time around that maybe we didn't catch in a previous watching. Like, for instance, I made some notes. You know what I love seeing here? I love seeing Re- uh, Letty race in Race Wars before her amnesia, because we see her in a later movie yes. learning to race again. But here, you know, before she loses her Lettiness, I love seeing her race in Race Wars. I do too. And Rachel was like, how did she not know if she invented Race Wars? How does the guy blowing kisses at her not know that it's Letty? And I was like, well, I think Dom was being like a little facetious with the like invented, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure that they're famous there, but like he's not like running the show, you know what I mean? So it's not like he actually invented Race Wars. He's not like the behind the scenes like promoters and stuff. It's just like they're the reason that it's so big now is what I yeah. think he was trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah, I think can we just do like one of our favorite fun facts that we learned this lap before the guests come on? Yeah, go ahead. You do one and then I'll do one. One thing that I noticed. I noticed in this lap we pause to see the birth date on Brian's ID. Oh, yes, yes. And there's going to be a little bit of something in here in the mailbag when we get to the mailbag segment. Okay. And he is born on the 4th of July. Brian O'Connor, though, or Brian Spilner? Brian Spilner okay. is born on the 4th of July, which now firmly makes this a 4th of July movie. Love it. And it's going in my 4th of July movie playlist because he's born on the 4th of July. Love that's, it. I mean, that's his character's character. Yes, yeah. But there's a 4th of July reference, and That's you can't get more American. Too. Yeah. yeah. My little tidbit that I noticed this time around is how many things are drank in this movie that are not Coronas? Snapple. I saw Snapple We got a time. Snapple. Dom's drinking something in the opening scene. It's a can of something. It's Pepsi. I don't know if it's like a Diet Coke or something. Oh, it's no. You know what it looks can. like? A Bark's root beer. It looked like a Bark's oh, root beer. Oh, it might beer. be. That's like, not a bad call. In the silver can, remember yeah. when they just were mm-hmm. just the silver? Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. So we got that can. We got the Snapple. This when, is funny because you know, we didn't talk about this, but I started noticing it too because like we're watching, we're watching the second time around. Yeah, like for this, like tuned in, keyed in for it, and you know, I know the whole movie 
off the top of my head. So like, but it's like these little things that like it's not like it's not quotes or anything. It's not like exactly like the little details. Exactly. And then the other one that I caught, at least one other one that I caught was when they are after Brian first reveals to the audience that he's a cop. And they go back to that little cop lair. Oh, I know what it is. Four decaf cappuccinos. Four decaf cappuccinos. Iced yeah. cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which is so. as California as you can get. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, so those are the fun little facts. We'll talk more about the movie when Tobin and Eisen come on. Tobin and our guests today are Tobin and Addington and Eisen Addington, brother and sister, co-hosts of the Contenders podcast right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. We're going to have our own Dom and Mia today? We are, for sure. We will get to that okay. in a little bit when they come around cool. in a little yeah. bit. But before we get there, let's do extracurricular activities. It's been a while since we last recorded. I mean, I feel like it's been like even maybe a little bit more than a month. I feel like it, and I feel like we haven't talked about the 4th of July yet. Well, there's there's stuff before that. I mean, did we talk about... I don't even know if we talked about my housewarming on this podcast yet, which was great, which you which you and Rachel came down like, for. Or, I feel like we did, we but might we can, have, I don't know. This, time is a It's been a long time. Here. It's been a long time. The big thing, before we even talk about that, it was also true last month, but I, I didn't know if I had permission to say it um, in, in, the, in the best way, but now oh, I, I know oh, I do, you, so the big news. You're pregnant? You're pregnant? No. Damn. Girlfriend, check. Nice. I mean, well, I knew that. I met her very briefly, and she was very sweet. Her name is Samantha. I, I need to ask her. I meant to ask her. I have not asked her yet how many she's seen. I know she's seen at least a I, couple of these. I so can't wait for, like, definitely not wishing this on you, but I can't wait to track the relationship like we do, like, Channing and Jenna Dwan. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like, we've done it yeah. there. So, like, I can't wait. Like, I want I want the tabloid picture of it. I'm going to be mm. digging on Facebook. I wish you posted more. I'd be digging on Facebook looking at who she's liking and stuff. You oh. know what I mean? Be like, be yeah. like, oh, yeah. Be like, I heard, I heard this. And, Speaking of Channing and Jenna, God. I saw a picture like Channing Tatum's ex-wife uh, flaunts her her figure at the beach, and I'm just like, it's just oh. her like, she's beyond ripped, like it's crazy. Yeah, Jenna's ripped. She is super. But ripped. yeah, so Samantha's around. Well, so congratulations, Samantha. That's what it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, she was at the housewarming both days. Had a bunch of hosts. I think we did talk about this. I think we talked about all the hosts that were there. But I still well, I that's a good she... crossover. You just like brought it up and didn't bring it up. Cool. That works. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that. That was a big thing. And 4th of July, she and I went to a party at uh, my friend uh, Lillian Matt's house. Sort of a low-key thing, but you had a, a much bigger party with a lot of cool, good food. I had a really large family barbecue. Yep, love it. Which uh, had, like, a bunch of people from work, a bunch of my friends. Uh, yep. We just had, I think we had, like, 20-some people at our house. Which is crazy, because given... you don't like people. I hate people. I really hate people. And that's and not hate... a joke. No, I, I really, like, would much rather be left alone completely than to deal with people. But yeah, but no, I was in I was in an eager, like, I, I was mentally prepared for it. I knew everybody was coming. They started throwing other people in there. And I was like, fuck it, just roll with it, man. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I've got the barbecues down enough to where, like, I know how much food I got. I know yep. how many people are going to be there. Like, it's so easy. Rachel and I got it cranking. So it's just like, like, we made two huge pans of mac and cheese. Some beans, two full pork butt, nine and a half pound pork butts each. Like, so we had like 20 pounds of pork butt, you know, and just barbecued all day. And everybody came over and we just ate and they would bring food. And then some people would leave. And then we'd drink some beers. We just had a good time. It was awesome. They were playing beer pong everywhere. And yeah, which is cool. Oh, and I made like the 4th of July playlist. Yeah. And we just made all of the foreign co workers that I work with watch Independence Day, Jaws. (laughs) What else do we have? Yeah, I watched Jaws on 4th of July this year. That's sort of becoming a tradition for me just to watch it 
you know, on, on the 4th every year. I think it's a, it's yeah. a perfect 4th of July movie. Exactly. So we were just watching shit like that. Um, What's the one with Top Gun? We were watching Top Gun cool. too. Yeah, so we yep. made them watch all of these, like, corny movies that, like, they had never seen. And we're, they're like, are these really good? We're like, oh, yes, they're very good. Oh, they're very good. <laughs> yeah. The only other big thing for me in the last month or so is that I saw Radiohead four times at Madison Square Garden. Jesus and I saw Beck Christ. once. Oh, Beck is cool. Uh, Beck was great. You didn't tell me that you went to go see Beck. That's very cool. Yeah, so Beck and Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis opened for Beck, and then Beck played. And then next week, or this upcoming week, actually... What is Beck like live? Is it like... Beck is so much fun live. Is it? Uh, I can imagine it's just zany. It's it's so so crazy. It's it's really good. Cool. Uh, He had like seven people on stage with him. Just like a lot of dance, fun music. They have like a whole like big light screen. I can imagine. There's a guy with the guitar right in front of us. There's a guy on bass. There's a guy on drums. A guy on keyboard, and then two women and a guy doing background vocals and sort of miscellaneous instruments. It's a lot of fun. Even if you don't, like, I think you have to like his music to enjoy it, but even if you, like, as long as you don't dislike it, I think you'd have a lot of fun at I think it would be fun. I don't think you could yeah. have a bad time at that concert. And what was crazy, I mean, we, I got tickets when they came out face value through Ticketmaster, and they were like 99 bucks, including fees. You could have gotten... Solid. At the time of the show I looked on StubHub, you could have gotten, without fees, it would have probably would have been a little bit more... The uh, GA seats or standing room or whatever were going for $47. Damn. I never do this to myself. I never, ever, ever... Well, first of all, I don't buy tickets, like, early. And then second of all, I never look at StubHub the day of because it always just disappoints me that I didn't save that money. Well, I don't mind it because I knew that I really wanted to see it. And, like, Radiohead, for sure, at Medicine Square Garden sold out instantly. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, I what's know weird is that I'm seeing Radiohead again on Wednesday, the day this comes out. I bought those tickets face value through the through the arena. Like, still, like, last week. Like, oh. they're still not sold out. I don't know why. It's, it's the Madison last Square night of the Garden. tour, which is yeah. crazy. It's Madison Square Garden, dude. Madison Square Garden always is, like, slammed for some reason. I mean, well, yeah. obviously lots of people, but... Cool. So that was extracurricular activities. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else no. we should mention? I had, I had a couple... Fr- I had my friend from Texas come visit, and then my friend from Boston came down the same night, and we had, like, a little bit of a rowdy night last week. Cool. That was cool. Yeah, like, we took uh, my friend from Texas on a brewery tour, so we drove up to Mass, hit Treehouse, got yeah, some beers. Yeah, I still want to go to Treehouse. Yeah, uh, dude, and we have this awesome cidery not far from my house. Okay. It's called New England Cider Company, and, like, I am not a ciderer at all, and I fucking love this cider. just tastes like real apple juice. Like, a lot of the ciders are, like, these, like, dry English ciders, which they yeah. make, too, and are very good, the ones that they make, but they make, like, a really like apple cider like you think of like warm apple cider beverage and it's like six percent alcohol and i'm like i could just chug this shit it's so good so that's awesome yeah i don't know if i was telling you i think it might have been with you when we were down in orlando or tampa but i also sort of doubled down back at my housewarming on sunday but i realized recently that i do like ciders i just don't like the shit mainstream ciders like yeah. woodchuck and angry archer angry, exactly. angry orchard like those are gross but like actually when we were down there for my birthday uh, rachel got a down east and it was awesome remember yeah or no cider boys she got like the peach cider boys or whatever which is also a mainstream one but oh that's where it was yes Yes, that's that's where it it triggered that i was like oh wait no i do like this yeah i should stop pretending like i don't yeah because the same thing like i was like oh i don't like stouts and like no i just don't like guinness Yeah, yeah exactly open your mind my friend yeah. Oh, and the other the only other thing in the last month is that uh, this past Saturday, the twenty first, we're recording you know as normal about a week before this comes out. Yeah. I hung out with Chris Mattiello, uh, our friend of now and again, who's been on Boyfriend Material and Zach Attack, and he will be on this very show oh, for yes. Tokyo Drift this lap for sure. But 
he's going back to med school, so I went to one of his friends' house, cool. and we played Rock Band for seven hours in a row. Jesus. And I think I had missed three hours of Rock Band before that, and it was so much fun. Like, we had six or seven people, you know, rotating over the seven instruments with a couple of people just oh, so mostly watching. you could take, like, a breakout, like, yeah, 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 yeah. drink, get a beer. Wander around, drink, and eat. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to rush through this, but we are sort of, you know, Tobin and Eisen coming up soon. But before yes. we get there... Let's get to the mailbag. Let's get to the mailbag. So we have an email address, family at cageclub.me. Oh, Do you also, like this format? Do you like this format? Email us. Tell us if you like the, the emails up front. I kind of like it. But if you say like fuck it, it, then fuck it. Maybe we'll change it back. Who knows? Also today, on the first of the month, we have a newsletter going out. Cageclub.me slash newsletter. You can sign up. Only sending out once a month. So email us, family at cageclub.me. And if you want us to email you cageclub.me slash newsletter. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Email us, and we'll email you back. Exactly. Cool. So we have seven emails. Holy shit. Okay, go ahead. One of them is spam. I'm going to go through that real quick. It's from Christina O'Ready, that when Ooh. you open it, it's like, this sender wants to make sure that you uh, send a read receipt. Do you want to? I was like, nope. But the email is re, supplier of bags, 2018, 716, 18, 22, 21. That was me. So... That was you know, me. nine days ago. Yeah. Hi, wish you a good day. This is Christina from O'Ready. We are a professional supplier of bags, caps, and hats, lanyards, and t-shirts. Are you interested in drawstring backpacks? We can print your logo on the bags. Item, drawstring I backpack. I kind of so Here's the picture. They put a picture in here, too. Okay. I'm going to put this Where? so you can take a look at this. I'm going to keep reading the email. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drawstring it backpack. It looks really bad. Okay. Material 420D polyester. Size. Customized. MOQ. Whatever that is. Thousand Lock. pieces. X work price. Ask me, please. Lead time. 20 to 23 days. Please let me know if you're interested. Looking forward to your inquiries. Kind regards, Christina. Thanks, Christina. I think we're good. Yeah. Unless, Christina, if you listen to this podcast and you email me again with the word, what was the word that we wanted uh, your sister to email us? Watermelon. Christina, if you email us with the word watermelon, we'll buy bags from you. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Easy peasy. Uh, we have four emails. They're sort of... Um, I thought you said seven. We have four. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. We have four from Wes Hampton. Okay. Shout out, Wes. They're Hi, sort Wes. of like... I was emailing back and forth with them a little bit, so some of them are together. So, first email. This is a long one. Congrats on a successful first lap. Thank you. There is in here a car picture game. So I think we can do the car the car guessing game with the guests if we want to. So I'm going to okay. skip that for now. Yeah, yeah, I save that. Save that. That's a good idea. Good job. He says, hey, Joe and Joey, I intended to send you an email last month with another car, but life got away from me, so I'm getting one in early so for the good, end bud. of lap one. Totally fine. We get it. No worries. Here are a few things real quick from the Fate of the Furious episode. Joe vs. the Volcano was a great, weird, and hilarious movie. That was the one I was saying that was at Larson's engagement party that we saw there. So I'm glad that uh, okay. he likes that, too. He said, I'm glad you got to see it on the big screen. A few months ago, they did a screen house at one of the draft houses here in Austin, followed by a Q&A with writer and director John Patrick Shanley. He gave one of the best Q&As I've ever seen on a draft house screening. He was funny, engaging, gracious, and inspiring. Well, you want to hear something funny, Wes? Joey used to go to a bunch of draft house screenings. Yeah, because I was like, oh, Austin. I got to start telling him about Austin. But that comes up a little bit later. Okay. Okay. He continues. On the topic of Hobbs possibly being gay, I am 100% on board with that. I'd never really thought about it. Same. Until it was mentioned on a previous episode. Resident historian Mike Manzi, shout out. Yeah. But it surprised me how quickly I just started thinking of his character that way. I think it would add a wrinkle of character development to someone who started out pretty one-dimensional, 
but who we've learned a little bit more about each film. Agreed. I don't really need a Hobbes-centric romance, gay or straight, because I think it would be tough to do in a way that didn't feel forced, but just to drop a line in a future film to confirm it without making a big thing out of it would be interesting and unexpected for a lot of fans. I, I do like so. that, because, you know, in 8, I was talking about how I hate that, like, Tej and Ramsey have teamed, like, partnered up. Yeah, yeah, we hated all, the, everybody's relationship yeah. now. Yeah. I agree with Wes, I agree with you, we don't need more relationships, I would just love to be like, oh, you like that guy that I was dating in college or whatever, be like, what? And then just, like, move on, you know what I mean? Like, that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's enough to drop into the Fastiverse at this time. Yep. You know, give them, give them a spinoff with, and just drop it, and then maybe the next one we can get there, break someone up first. That's what I want. He says, I'm sure there'd be a lot of detractors, but for some reason I can imagine Hobbs as the most macho, badass gay guy in the world easier than I can imagine him flirting with any woman, which I think I can agree with, too. Like, I can't, I don't, it feels like either he's gay or just asexual. Like, it feels like maybe... To be honest, it's The Rock in general. He just seems, I I don't want to jinx it, but he seems like he really respects women. Like, even in Baywatch, he wasn't, like, hypersexual. Like, as much as he's, like, jacked and always oiled up and stuff like that, like, he doesn't seem, like, hypersexualized. Like, Zeph was, like, you know, trying to get it whereas like (laughs) but like you know the rock never seems like that like he just seems like friendly and tame and relaxed and he likes his mom and yeah it's cool in fact i imagine he doesn't flirt at all with anyone he doesn't have time for that at best he might be a devastating one-liner but really he's got better things to do like save the world or attend a pta meeting probably which yeah absolutely true on the topic of Roman and Ramsey's, yeah, I pretty much agree with you guys on this one. I mean, I really like Ramsey, and while they don't need two tech people on the team, I feel like it was kind of weird transitioning Tej to that role in the first place. So maybe Agreed. she can be the hacker. Because Tej was never, like, he, he just had a garage. He was never, like, the computery guy. He was, like, because Tej had the the Asian kid in his garage yep. who was his computer guy when they brought the car. I agree, yeah. Yeah. So maybe she can be the hacker, and he can go back to being more of a straight-up genius mechanic role. But the whole Roman thing does get old. So he agrees with me. I know that you loved Roman. I like Roman. Eight was Roman. It's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. He is. It's it's a little over the top, but I liked it. What I like to see is them pivot Ramsey and Roman's relationship into more of a brother-sister thing, where Roman's always trying to look out for her and give her advice, even though she consistently proves she doesn't need it, but she secretly appreciates it. Which I like that a lot. That's a good pivot. That's a really good way to keep yeah. them together without him being creepy all the time. I agree. I think it might also make Roman more endearing than he currently is as just a loudmouth. At least it would show off a side of his character that isn't conceited, clownish, or hungry. I think, like, I'm looking forward to watching Too Fast, Too Furious next month because it's Roman where he's, like, a strong character, but he's still a character. He's not a caricature. So yes. I want to go back to that if we can. I think he pretty much is still a caricature, but sure. Lastly, on the topic of Justice for Han, this is a tough one. As I mentioned previously, hearing that Jason Statham was entering the franchise is what ultimately convinced me to give the series another chance, which, yes, and I told you already how excited I was when I saw that in theaters, too. And while I instantly grew to love it separate from Statham's involvement, I also love him in these movies. I do think they swept it under the rug a little too easily that he murdered Han. Yeah. Even if the Shaw brothers were Dom's only hope of rescuing his baby, they could have built a little more tension into the meaning at the end. Ultimately, I think it's probably a good idea to leave him out of future installments, unless just as a cameo, and let him live in the spin-offs with Hobbs, which... Agreed. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'm down. They don't have the same kind of blood feud the family should have with him, so their relationship doesn't feel like a betrayal. I think really the reason I'm not more mad about it, though, is because I know that Shaw's involvement in Han's death was retconned to bring him into the movies, so it didn't really connect with me the way it did to a lot of people, which, also fair, like, we don't see it happen. Like, we see it happen in Tokyo Drift, but we don't know that it's Jason Statham, you know what I mean? Like, only 
after the fact we know. Yeah. It also sort of deflated one of the biggest moments from Tokyo Drift, in my opinion, which, that's an interesting take, but I, you know, don't totally disagree with that. Yeah. Originally, Han's death is a shocking, tragic accident where you see a hero face real-world consequences for acting recklessly. I think it's literally the only time in the series that's happened. At this point, it doesn't matter because they've moved so far beyond the street racing world, but it hit home in Tokyo Drift. So I guess for that reason, it didn't really feel that Shaw killed Han, even though I love Han, and I know this version of events is now canon. It's complicated, and I think about it more than I probably should. (laughs) But... That's Same. exactly why you're at home here. You're part yeah. of the family, Wes, because we all think about these movies more than we probably should. Yes. So moving on to the lap one wrap-up, I don't really have a lot to say. I've really enjoyed the show so far. Thank you for that, Wes. Thank you. And I'm excited to see what lap two holds. I usually burn through the episode within a day or so of it being posted, and I always wish they came out more frequently. Well, boy, do we have a podcast review <laughs> coming up in two or three years. Yeah. But in reality, the monthly release schedule is probably the best way to do it. That way you don't burn out early on, and it gives listeners something to look forward to for a while, which... Yep, we got that for a while, and then down the road... It'll switch, go but, it, it, but it still... It'll won't, alternate. Yeah, it'll alternate. At it, it, the most, it'll yeah, it'll be bi-weekly, so... You asked for the rankings, so here in mind, without having seen most of the films in the past six months or so. So from the bottom, number eight, Too Fast, Too Furious, All Cheese, No Heart. Okay. Two at the bottom again. Number seven, Fate of the Furious. Haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Seeing it after a marathon, plus my excitement for a new movie, may have clouded my judgment. It may drop after a rewatch, so... Drop. He's with us there. Go watch what, Fate. Yeah, Fate, Fate. Fast and Furious, so number four, he says, too serious at times and kind of, in boring, kind of boring in places, but still entertaining. Yeah. Number five, Fast and Furious 6, which that is a low ranking because that was our number one, you and me. Yeah, it, 6 I loved in the last, the last watch. So. He says, I always enjoy this one, but never think of it as a fave, which, okay. Number four, Furious 7, RIP Paul Walker, the end gets me every time. Yep, right Number here. three, Tokyo Drift. This might as well be tied for number two. Okay. Number two, The Fast and the Furious. This is half nostalgia and half pure enjoyment. So the one we're Agreed. talking about today. It only was Rachel didn't agree. And I think after this watch that we watched it tonight, that she's going to come around. I bet her rankings are going to be a little different next time. Yep. And number one, Fast Five. Love a good heist movie plus Hobbs introduction and a real shift of direction in the series. Yeah. I love Fast Five, too. I do. Time yep. job, too. So he says, that's it for me this month. I'll leave you with another car to guess before I go. And he has the clues here, so we'll do that later. And he says, good luck with that one, guys. I'll see you in lap two, Wes. And so I emailed him back, and I said, hey, man, thanks for the email. I read it over. I can't wait to show it with Joe on air. Told him about the relap recap, that we already recorded it, but that we were going to get to his thing on this episode. And he said that his wife is a baker and cookie maker. So she's on Instagram oh. at Stellar Bakes, S T. E-L-L-A-R, Stellar Bakes on Instagram. I remember this. You sent this to me. Yes. Okay. She's doing a Too Fast, Too Furious order next week for a second birthday. Oh, God. Oh, so my God. whoever those parents are, are the coolest people in the world. Yeah. It wasn't me. Yep. Like, We're still brainstorming ideas for the order, but I know they want mostly cars, not characters. I've been watching my wife do these cookies for years, and I'm always blown away by how they turn out, so I'm sure you guys will get a I saw the Ninja Turtles one that you sent me, and it looked awesome, by the way, so... Congrats to your wife, because she's fucking yeah. good. She's good. So then I emailed back. Well, the, the, the Turtles one was the one that he made. Oh, well, that one looked good, too. I That's the only one that I saw then. His I, are good. Hers are, like, incredible. Hers are, if I may use the pun, they're stellar. Fast and furious. And then I said, that's amazing. I just follow the account. I forget if we've mentioned this podcast yet. I lived in Austin for two years, and my sister's still down there. I'm already following Side Surf Cakes which is a crazy bakery down there. Okay, and I have cool. two favorite Austin area bakeries to follow on Instagram. He said, that's awesome. I don't know. I didn't know that, but our shop's in Georgetown. So if you're ever in town for a visit, come check us out. So maybe we will. when I go visit my sister in September, 
Uh, we Maple go Gauss, to... who knows, who knows, who knows? How we go? Oh, right, so this is cool too. So he says, so it turns out, this is another email called Lap 2 Part 1, okay? Okay. He says, so as it turns out, we have the date wrong for the Too Fast, Too Furious cookie order, so that's fine, and they're not actually due until next week, which I think might be after you're done recording your Fast and Furious episode. Uh, I think we'll get it for the next episode, which will be more fitting when it's a Too Fast, Too Furious I want to see them. I episode. really want to yeah. see these fucking cookies. I do. I really do. So I'll send you those picks for next month's podcast. Cool. It might make sense then anyway, since you'll be covering Too Fast, Too Furious. In the meantime, I do have something for you that ties into the first movie. Yes. He says, last summer my wife and I drove to L.A. for her brother's wedding... Of course, while we were there, we wanted to do some sightseeing, Uh-oh. so on top of checking out a bunch of Back to the Future filming locations, okay, cool. his wife's favorite movie and franchise, we had to go check out Dom's house and Toretto's Market and Cafe, which is Bob's Market in real life. How Turns they? out oh, they're dude, like I mean... a half a block from each other, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's... when we go... We didn't know that. Our party on 1327, you know, we gotta go to Bob's Market, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We parked across the street from the house and then walked down the hill to the market. My favorite part is right after we pulled across from the house... Three guys in imports pulled up and took turns taking pictures, standing by their cars in front of the house. Then while we were in the market, they pulled up and parked right outside. <laughs> he was Brianing it right there. It was just like, yeah. oh, shit, just thundered on him. That's really cool. He says, we also took a little trip to Malibu and had a meal at Neptune's Net at the very same table where Brian and Dom have a very tense confrontation yes. over some shrimp. I just noticed the name of it because in that scene... Dom eats like a half a shrimp and then in the next scene he's finishing it and it looked like he ate the tail of the shrimp in between but yes I noticed Neptune's Net was the name of the restaurant I was actually wondering if it was real or not okay good so here is the picture of the house that he sent here is the picture of the market that he sent these are all and here is a picture of the shrimp of him and his wife and also uh, Brian and Dom which is oh they did the same pose it's really cool that's really awesome Yep. I like it a lot. Oh, man, that's really, really awesome. Good shot. Okay, two more emails. So thank you, Wes. Those are awesome emails. I appreciate it. I love it. them. I can't wait to see the Too Fast, Too Furious cookies. Really, really cool job. Uh, your wife is an incredible baker. I am super jealous. And hopefully when I'm down in Austin cookies, man. Yeah. in two months at the end of September, we can figure something out. So, okay, next email from Jess Collins, a.k.a. Jess Montez. Montez. Email fun facts about Montez, because she and I were talking and she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I was like, how do we know none of this? Like, you've written into the podcast so many times. How have you never said this? So I was like, email us. She says, okay. Cool. At Joey's request, here are some fun facts about me. My first job was helping my father run our family gas station slash automotive shop at 14. That's really cool. So yep. she was Letty. Cool. She was Letty. Number two, I was a pump jockey. Yes, that's what we call it here. And she says, because of this, I think it's really weird that you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey which I agree, and it frustrates me. Now, having not lived in New Jersey my entire life, like living in Texas for two years, all I want to do is pump pump my own gas, but okay. Yeah, but you have to, like, wait and fucking dick around and hand the guy your card because he's going to steal it. Like, what the fuck? I hate all of this. I agree. Pump your own gas. Number three, I know a lot about cars because my dad is still a mechanic. I worked with him again while I was in college originally for two years, spending a lot of time watching him work. And then number four, pretty sure I know more about the cars than my husband, and I'm cool with this. She says, ultimately... I'm awesome, and I'm sorry I haven't been listening. Here's to hoping you guys are going to change your mind about this franchise because, well, Joey knows how I feel about it, which, thanks for the email, Montez, but you are wrong. These movies are great. And you're more awesome than we ever imagined, and you're full of surprises every day, so thank you for the email. Yep. Um, um, uh, That's awesome, and I hope that we do change your mind. I hope we do. So last email, and then we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Tobin and Iceland. It's from Rachel. These are actually via text. They weren't via email, but I just emailed them to myself. So she says, When did they come? Today? 
today. 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 Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so we pause it on Brian's fake ID in the movie to see his birthday. Brian Spiller ah. was apparently born on 7-4-77, but all the internet says Brian O'Connor was born on 7-14-78. Conspiracy. And I said, fake ID, fake birthday. And she says, I know, but if we're saying the first movie was set in the year it came out, 2001, then cop Brian was 24 and real Brian was 23, seems fishy. 23 is a young-ass cop. But I guess it could make sense. Yeah. These are all separate texts. I got like eight in a row from her. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like her. She's like, she's thinking it out. It's great. I love it. Thank you, Rachel. She says, I think Mia's about 19 and Brian says Vince is 25. So I guess it works. But a 23-year-old cop freaks me out because I don't trust pretty much any 23-year-old. <laughs> you can pretend I said all of this in an email if you want. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Will do. So thank you, Rachel, for sending that in. I'm glad she keeps her thought. Yeah, those are even deeper thoughts than I was getting live. Like, via, yeah, wow, damn. Okay. Cool. So let's take a quick break. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we will be back with our guests. would like to thank our sponsor again one more time, uh, KFAM, Korean American Family Services. <laughs> Their clinical counseling program is great. KFAM provides individual, couple, family, and group counseling to Korean American adults and children, adolescents, and families across Los Angeles County. They're bilingual, bicultural. Their staff is consists of licensed and registered therapists. If you need help with your Korean family problems, call KFAM. Yeah, cool. Thank you, KFAM. You're welcome. Thank you. It's very appropriate, although this might not be actually factually true, and I'm going to check with her now. Uh, we have today, as we mentioned at the top of the show, guests, co-hosts of the Contenders Podcast right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. We have Tobin and Island Addington. Hello, Tobin and Island. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, are you a therapist? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. It's an, First it's question. A great question. It's an important question. I am not a licensed therapist. I am. Uh, but if you do need one, call KFAM. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I would always direct people there. It's important to have those um, referrals ready, those warm handoffs. So no, I. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a PhD in sociology, which is different. Okay. It's not social work. Yeah. Part of my job consists of being a, a professional, confidential, and privileged advocate. What does that mean? Oh, so many great questions. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In currently, I'm on a, a college campus, but there are also community organizations where if someone has experienced gender-based violence, okay, we're there to offer support, uh, offer resources, That's awesome. and ensure that the survivors of those situations are given every opportunity to, yeah, support, but also control over what happens, um, what processes that they pursue, and then what happens in those in those processes. So um, we're there to- That is great. Yeah, make sure they have the agency to- Yeah, Joe, she's basically a superhero. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah. fucking awesome. I love people like this. I've dealt with my fair share of counselors, trust me. And I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of counseling. I think everyone should have it if they would like, but you know what I mean? I think- I think we yeah. could all benefit from being mm-hmm. able to say whatever we want about that one family member. Exactly. And no one and Ouch. Oh, no. no one can no one they can't say what you said, you know? So I'm a big fan. Please contact K Fam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now Tobin, are you a therapist? Yes. No, no. no okay, no, cool. No. Yes. Good. I, I am good. Good I sometimes am to Iceland, but that's that's a separate True story. We are we are to each other. <laughs> you were a counselor of sorts at uh, or an advisor at Ramapo College where I met you, so that's something. It's not it's not a therapist, but you are a counselor, you're an advisor. I'm sure he heard some shit. Uh, so. Some shit came my way. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that he as a responsible employee 
um, contacted the proper resources when he heard said shit. I referred as necessary to the various Absolutely. shit departments. Love it. <laughs> there That's <you> go. awesome. <laughs> we are so excited to have you both here on the this podcast. This is our first today. one. You guys are like, first this guest. is this wow. is our this is a big day for us. Lap <laughs> yes. two, building a family. First guest here, so I'm excited. Incredible movie. Yeah. So when when <laughs> the reason this came about, I love it. I love it already. Yeah, so snarky. About, so much snark already. Okay, fine, fine. I'm sorry. The reason this came about is because when I was recording Wonder Woman for their podcast, yes. which was their first episode, second episode, first with a guest, you did The Contender, you did Wonder Woman. Okay. I don't remember how it came up, but Fast and the Furious came up. Because of Gal? It always comes up. It always comes up. It came up because of Gal in the, Gal in the game up. we were playing. Yeah. Oh, oh true. Yes. Makes a lot more sense. There's all, it also came up in the game segment on that show, which was fantastic. I found out, and I want you to tell the story on this podcast. I think we might have told an abridged story. <laughs> but I found out that not only does Islin love this franchise, <laughs> but she and Tobin saw it in theaters together. The first one? Yeah. Yes. This one. Okay, that's like that's like one of my favorite questions. It's like I want to know how you experienced this the first time. What do you yeah, remember about, about it? it? When did you go see it? What theater was it at? You guys were just together. Did you bring anybody else? What were you eating? I want to know everything. I want to get the whole scope of how you experienced this. Yeah. All right. And Tobin, please correct me I, where you feel I'm wrong. Your memory is al- always better than mine. Always better than mine. It was summer. It was hot. It was yeah. hot. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I had to throw uh, that in. At that time, we were going to a lot of movies together because we enjoy each other's company. Awesome. We do. And and where were you living at this time? We, it was uh, summertime. We were both in Western Montana for the summer. Okay. I mean, I believe I lived there at the time. I don't know where Dylan lived. <laughs> I know you lived there at the time. I did live there at the time. Uh, okay, but at that point, our our tastes had begun to diverge a bit. And so there was a... Okay. a how old were you guys? Can uh, I ask how old you were? I was in high school. Okay. And Tobin was just finished college. Is this 2001? Okay. This is when yeah. this movie comes yes. out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was I was just about to go to film school, to go to grad school. Okay. Okay. Brag. <laughs> Feels like prime age for this movie, both high school and college. I know. Amen to that. Yeah. So I... Um, <laughs> it was... It, it was my it was my pick, right? So we had different tastes. Couldn't always agree on what movie to go to. So it was a little bit of okay, I'll go to this with you if you go to that with me. Because Fair. at that time, I yeah. didn't want to go to a movie by myself. I have since learned to love that experience. Yes. Agreed. Yep, yeah, me too. But at this time, I I didn't want to do that, and so I feel like I had to lobby for it for a little while. Yeah, I think maybe you did. And did, is this a time we went to two on the same day, or or, or not? Do you think? could have been. I don't I don't remember that exact part. Sometimes of it. we I can, each pick one. Yeah. I think okay, and you do both. Right, over right, a weekend cool. or a that week, but I don't know right. that it was the same. Well, maybe, no, maybe it was. Tobin, well, Tobin had introduced me to Michelle Rodriguez from okay. the film Girl Fight. Okay. okay. And I loved it. And I loved it. So I was I was very excited for that. And that was her, her first film. If you haven't seen it, she plays a, a high school boxer. It's, it's a fantastic movie. Ooh. Really good. And I had been a fan of sort of all things teen and tween. Um, where I'd seen Jordana Brewster. So from the beginning, I was there for the ladies. Okay. Okay. I do remember Tobin asking me why I wanted to see this movie. (laughs) And at the time, (laughs) at the time, my response was, fast cars, fast women? What's not to like? Perfect. (laughs) Perfect description. So good thing there weren't, you know, I wasn't tweeting in 2001 because that might come back to bite me. But that is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, what I said, Tobin, do you do you agree? I think that's right. My memory is that we saw two movies close to, if not back to back, that same weekend, and that 
you picked one, I picked the other one, and that we both liked yours better. Okay, Ooh. do you, you don't remember what the other one was? I'm trying to look up that weekend to see what else. Was it a French bug movie? <laughs> no, that was yeah. at a different time, but we did do that. <laughs> that was earlier, yeah. I'm pretty confident we had Twizzlers and Diet Coke that we had Ooh. snuck in, in. Even better, oh God. Regional question and, for you. Yeah. Is it, are the Twizzlers out there or are they Red Vines? We have both. It's two different products. Yeah. Very different duh. products. Well, don't duh, because there's no red vines <laughs> they're here. They're two different... Th- what are you and talking no about? Twizzler. No, they're, they're the same. What? They're essentially... They're very similar. No, no they're not. Absolutely they're not. Different. No. They're aggressively they're different. different candies. Well, red vines are not here. Do y'all have a P.O. box? Folks, please send Joey uh, <laughs> red yeah, vines and red vines. They sell them at Walmart, bro. Like, just go to Walmart. I could. Are they, they have a sponsor? them in the candy aisle. Yeah. Can Red Vines be a sponsor? We can make... I mean, we it can ask be. them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, we can ask. Yeah, we can ask. Dude, you just gotta ask, man. Do, I have this gift bag. I would shake it if it was around, but... Can you get Red Vines at KFAM? I don't, I don't know. Ooh. We'll have to email them and ask them. Maybe. <laughs> so, you both saw this movie. You both liked it more than the other movie that came out that weekend. How many of the movies in the franchise, there are eight so far, how many of them have, have each of you seen? Aislinn, you better go for it. I've, I think this is the only one. I think I've, wait, no, I think I've seen the one, what's the one with the kid who was in Sling Blade? Oh, that's not a question for me. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> question for Joey, for sure. That's not a question for me either. That's I'm hilarious. guessing probably well, don't guess. Tokyo Drift. Well, Aislinn, why don't you look up, or why don't you answer that question while I look up who was in Sling Blade? Lucas Black is the kid. Sorry. Oh, yeah, so Tokyo Drift. Okay, so that's the only other one that I've seen. So you've seen one and three. That's it. Yep, yep. Damn. Yep. Do you like this one or that one better? My memory of that is so dim. I remember at the time liking this one better. Okay. When I saw three Fair. at the time, I thought, yeah, it's not as good, which is maybe why I didn't watch any of the other ones. Okay. Oh, difficult choice, but I get why you made it. <laughs> sure. It's okay. Now, Aislinn, how many have you seen? I have seen one, obviously. And then four through seven. Okay. Okay. There have in been the seven of these on. movies. There's, there's eight. There's eight. The Fate of the Furious is most recent. <laughs> and I have seen those the others in the context of riff tracks. Okay. Okay. Never, never just like regular actual movie. No, but Tobin purchased for me and gave to me one Christmas <laughs> a box set of I don't know if it was one through three or one through four. Um, that awesome. I was looking for in order to watch this um, this week. And you know, I don't know that it made the cut. It, oh, no. In my wow. box. In our parents. I mean, I left it for my parents to keep safe, obviously. Yeah, you, it's, in the, it's in the safe. I get mm-hmm. it. It's all right. It's in the archives. No I know that Rift Tracks provides a different experience, but <laughs> do you know which of four through seven you enjoyed the most? That's a great question. I Even w- describe it. Describe what you remember. Like, if you're like, oh, man, I like the one with the thing. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can help. <laughs> yeah, do that, Aislinn. <laughs> I, I remember the one that starts off with Letty and Dom on the beach, and they're both in white. I don't think they're getting married. It's at night. Seven, probably? No, is it? I thought it was going to be five. Five? Dom is in where, wherever there's no extradition. Right, sure, oh. sure. But but Letty's not there. Okay, well then, whichever one has Michelle Rodriguez at the very beginning. But then I think not later. It's e- four. Is that four? Probably. 
I also base it on, I love listening to How Did This Get Made? Yes, and that's yeah. that's honestly why I like these movies, because I started with Fast Five, and I was like, oh my god, where have these been in my life? Exactly, mm-hmm. so I just re-listened to the, the Fast Five, so I would give that because they enjoyed it so much. Yes. I might give it to five but i mean this one does have a nostalgic place in my heart yeah so i might just go with the original we learned on our like recap when we were ranking them mm-hmm. that rachel had never really seen any of these before rachel's his wife by the way yes rachel had never seen any of these before joey and i i love them i've seen them a ton and and we start talking about this and so she watched like the first lap alongside me mm. and she had never seen one before so she doesn't have the nostalgia for one mm. and when she ranked them she put one last as her least favorite and we were like what like how do <laughs> yeah. you not but she doesn't have the nostalgia for it so it was just like a weird thing for us you know to experience that somebody that didn't have the nostalgia for one yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i saw five and then one, two, three, four, five, and then six, seven, eight in theaters. Mm. Yeah. So I came in in a weird place, but I also came in and arguably what a lot of people, not everybody, and not us now, consider the best one. Five and six, I think, are pretty consensus the best ones. I guess also this one, too. So the biggest question, I want to ask Tobin first, what did you think this time around? Oh, uh, I don't like this movie. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, God. No. Look, okay. I, I think, look, here's, here's, I think, ultimately what it is. I, there are a lot of mediocre movies like this that aren't particularly well shot or written or acted or scored or edited. Um, Fair. And I think that then, so then it comes down to taste, right? Like, this is a middling, this is a C movie. And so it's either a C movie that is your taste or a C movie okay. that's not your taste, right? Like, it's Very not a point. bad movie. It's just not a good movie. And it's not a good movie that's also not my taste. Well, so now, do you like Point Break? Um, you know, do, the original yeah. Fast and the Furious? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I do, I do, yeah. I, th- okay. I, think there, I think there's more charismatic performers in Point Break. I think that her direction of Point Break puts this movie to shame. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, the skeleton plot-wise, I can sort of, I, I see the see the sort of mirror. And I and I do enjoy talking to people who love a movie, even if I don't. Yes. Like I, yeah, dude. And and so I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm I'm ready to dig in. It's just it's not. This is not my movie. <laughs> that, that's why that's why I texted Islan. I said this is not my movie. Here is maybe good news. This movie is wildly different from three through seven, uh, three through eight, really. Like, this is sort of similar to two. Yeah. And then things get wacky and, like, go crazy. They go off They the bring deep in end. Justin Lin. Fast. And he adds a panache uh-huh. and a flair. Mm-hmm. This movie is all about cars. Those are about action. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I don't really care about cars. They become yeah, no, zany action movies very quickly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I really think... Eventually, you know, in a future lap, I want to have you start both at back five. on. Okay. Start at yes. five, okay. go that way, and do the Joey method, and it'll be a much different experience, yeah. I think. And also, six might be the greatest movie that's ever been made, so just putting that out there. Wow. That's true. Wow. No, it, it honestly, if if you can commit to it, it's, six is great. Amazing. It's, it's up there. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, now, Island, what did you think of this movie this time around? Well, I think it's... Like many, you know, films, it dates itself pretty hard. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And then to then I have my toxic masculinity glasses on pretty much mm-hmm. the whole yeah. time, as well as objectification and masculinity to so fragile and you're you're all, burying all the lead here. Stuff. Which part? Oh, this is my favorite franchise of all time. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I found it problematic as I as I knew I would. More problematic than enjoyable. I was okay. I was hoping that it would switch. 
Hackers, like Tony is saying, you know, is an example. Not a great movie, mm-hmm. but hugely nostalgic for me. I love it despite many things. Right. Okay. This, I mean, I laughed. Does that <laughs> does that count? I laughed. A <laughs> it counts for something. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I was also just remarking to myself. Vin Diesel looks so small in this one. He does. I wrote that yeah, down. Yeah, I know that Very too. young and very small. Yeah. I mean, which is odd because he's still super built, but like, yeah. small. Um, There were a couple of moments that where the nostalgia outweighed it, and I, I was having a great time, but a okay. lot of the other times I was what just... What were some of those moments? Give me one of them. Okay. <laughs> Again, don't get me in trouble. But in the, the montage where the FBI is raiding the um johnny tran johnny tran's family's yep. compounds shout out kfam <laughs> kfam <laughs> um hopefully they all got some counseling after that. that's a really good point that's, there was, that's yeah. why they're the sponsor this there episode. was some domestic yep. violence in there letty and dom are in the garage oh yeah i know and and she's I know like this. very she, hot and heavy he picks her up by her rear end yep yeah. <laughs> yes aggressively yeah i rem- but consensually yeah, re- yeah but it's just aggressive it's just like a very aggressive move i remember that scene from the first time i saw it i enjoyed it very much then and i enjoyed it very much yesterday <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how he got so big was just lifting letty by the lifting ass letty. just benching yeah, letty yeah. Yeah. absolutely and then i think another part that really worked for me was i love a gang of misfits so yeah. whenever okay. the sort of crew was together, and it only happened a couple of times, but there would be what was going on in the scene, and then they would be in the background, sort of Greek chorusing. I've never, I've Enjoyed never thought that. of them as a gang of misfits. It's, it's that's a really interesting perspective. Like it's, like I always imagine them together, seeing them as a gang of misfits. Like you're right, like those are people. You know, you have the kid with ADD that works on the engines, and Dom is like you know, the alpha and like a bunch of other people running around, and like it's a perfect gang of misfits. Yeah, what's important important the wrong word but what's notable about the gang of misfits in this movie is that as the movies go on they all become incredibly good at everything they do and there's yes. never really that ragtag sense of misfits mm-hmm. really past this movie like maybe the first three a little bit but by the time we get to four five six everybody is not a only superstar. great at driving but they all are great at shooting guns they're all like martial hackers. arts experts they're all hackers <laughs> wow it's yeah one, they can Tobin, do everything wonderful. yeah it gets bananas tobe oh, maybe yeah. maybe tobin and i will watch five in august when we're in the same state just yes, should give it a shot together you should give it a... <sighs> also also corona. just like just <laughs> yeah <laughs> brew you want yeah. just to let you know We've said this fact before, but five is actually Italian Job two rescripted. Yeah. I have heard to that. be Fast and the Furious. That's actually the truth. Literally, that, that oh, Italian really? Job like, did not make enough money. Yes, it was profitable, but it did not make enough money. Yeah, yeah. So they took what they were going to call the Brazilian Job and they reworked it into this into this franchise, and it's incredible. And that's yeah. also after saying we did it for Watch the Throne. Joe disagrees, but the first Italian Job or the remake. The Mark Wahlberg, Charlie Theron one, sexist and a bad movie. Fast Five, incredible. Yeah. Wow. Right. So the, uh, a sequel to a remake becomes the fifth movie in another franchise. Yeah. Yes. That is precisely super simple. That is kind of amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Give it a shot. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. We have some questions. We have. I want to see if there's any other questions before we talk about the movie. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Go it's ahead. Generally, it's one of my favorite questions. Joey and I asked it to us on our first episode. 
do you identify more with Dom or Brian? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Those are my only choices? For, for this question. Just for this question. Because, you know, it kind of splits. Like, like, are you a Dom like or are you a Brian? Like, it's a BuzzFeed. Are you a Dom or are you a Brian? Yes, exactly. We're going to play a little bit later. We're going to oh, play which trust me, we got a character game. are you. There's a <laughs> yeah. game that we're going to play. Okay. I, I mean, Brian, because I'm a rule follower. Yeah. But... But does, does he, he follow, follow the rules? rules? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I mean, I, how about this? Dom, because I'm good at my job. Okay. Oh. And Dom follows a code. And Brian is, is more not. Than rules. <laughs> yeah, Brian yeah. is not. That's true. Brian is very bad at his That's, job. That's and that annoys me in movies that people, I don't know, because I, I get he was conflicted and he was this and this that. But, like, it comes down to you're bad at your job. And when people <laughs> are bad at their jobs, the rest of us who work with you have to clean up that mess. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. So that's what that I'm struck thinking. such like, a personal don't... chord to you. <laughs> yeah, it just it hurt does. inside. It does, because when he doesn't do his job, he fucks it up for the rest of us. Yeah, Ted, yeah. Ted Levine's going to be cleaning that up for months. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> what I love about this time watching, I didn't write this quote down the first time, but when Dom says to Brian, after Brian brings in that, like, really beat up red car. I don't know what it is, Joe. I'm just calling it a red car with the $10,000, the crazy, crazy engine. It's a Supra, right? I, I guess. So. Dom says, if you can't find the right tool in this garage, Mr. Arizona, you don't deserve to be near a car. It's like, look, this is car heaven here. I know what I'm doing. I've set up the ultimate car garage. If you're not in the right place, if you can't fix this up here, you can't fix it up anywhere. Exactly. Because he's just the boss. He's a good at his job. So, Tobin, I didn't want to cut you off, but why do you identify as a Brian instead of a Dom? Oh, I guess, yeah, if if you're going to cast, like, if I'm going to be the character in this movie, that's who I would be. Oh, that's a different question, but okay. Sorry. That's why I did. No, 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 perfect. Go ahead and answer it. There's no wrong answers. Well, that's when you say identify with, is that the, like, I put my, project myself onto the character in the movie, and yeah, I mean, you tick down the boxes. I'm the cop. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm not the. the guys running the heist or anything, you know? So here's okay. a little bit of a, a spoiler kind of for his arc, career arc. So in this movie, cop, but sort of a bad, like, it's kind of like not a great cop, so let's Dom get away. Movie number two, FBI agent. Same what? thing kind of happens. What? Yeah. And then wait, gets kicked out. I think he becomes, does he become a cop again? I think so. And then he becomes just part of the family. And he's just like a, a kind Fugitive. of a criminal. They're just and then, oh. super spice, international super spice. It goes from there. International super spice. Yeah. Complicated arc. Oh boy, that doesn't sound like an arc. But okay. Oh no, it's 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 a very it's an arc. It's it's an arc. Okay. <laughs> just just for the record, Joe is a Brian and I'm a Dom, so you know. That, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm that definitely a Brian. <laughs> definitely all tuners. So let's get a question. Blue eyes. I have beautiful, just ge- gazing blue <laughs> eyes. So. Relating to that question, if you had to pick one type of car, American Muscle. Or imports. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what are what are jeeps? Like, je- <laughs> I guess American muscle. <laughs> it's American. <laughs> yeah. So we're like we're like old seventies, eighties muscle cars or new age cars with big wings and under lights and all this cool stuff. Running lights, all that. So cool essentially, stuff. cars in this movie or Dom's dad's car. Yeah. yeah, Dom's dad's car or the car that Brian drives the entire time. Neither. I, I hate driving. Could I have the, oh, could I have the pi- Uber? Yeah. Could I have the pickup truck that Brian drives? That's what I'd like. The red wow. one, Hank's okay. truck? Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> Why not? I did not expect to get those answers to these questions, but I, I love, love it, though. Them. It took me for them. a loop, yeah, immediately. Okay. Cool. 
I'm trying to see if there's any the other either, the other either or lightning round questions we have are not about our back characters not in this movie. So we'll do one more question. Are you a Letty or are you a Mia? Oh, this is harder. I can't is wait it? to hear Aislinn's answer. <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna let her go first. While I think uh, okay. About it. I wrote down, and I don't know if my writing changes when I'm being snarky or not. So let's see. Okay. <laughs> you did write in cursive one time and print the other yeah. time. I put that you know she appears to be studying during a party. That's how you know she's different. Mia. Yeah. 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 Or she's just very young, is what we were thinking earlier in this movie. Like when Rachel and I were looking at it, because Brian's supposed to be, we just said, what, 23, 24? Yeah. So we're thinking Mia's probably about 19 in this movie. Yeah. I sort of thought she was, ends up managing. Like I thought she was sort of doing the books. Oh. For she's definitely the mom operation. of this crew. She's the mom of this crew. She's the one that sort of keeps everything in order, I guess, in a lot of ways. And the cafe, and the garage, yep. and yep. the gas station. So. And the people. And the people, yeah. I think that externally, not that I, not in a looks way, but just in a persona way, I would be a Mia. But then, okay. what I'm actually thinking and like the voice inside my head mm-hmm. is uh, a Letty. Okay, yeah, which is just <laughs> skanks. That's what you think. You know, that's head. that is one of the <laughs> fun little buzzwords I wrote down. Yeah, that mm-hmm. really put this movie squarely. At the change of the millennium, that <laughs> oh yeah, did. seven and a half minutes in and a hard, hard F, F. A hard, yes. hard F. I was yes. like, wow, for no reason. <laughs> no, well, other than we're there in ever a reason. No, Number but like one. other than we're just in two thousand one, yep. and that's what that people say. It, I guess it wasn't even like. Yeah, it's not even, like, appropriate for his character. You know what I mean? Like, he's not even, like, making an attack at him. It's just like, let's use this word. But no, I felt like it fit the character, absolutely. Yeah, because he's not the <sighs> smartest, but it's still, like... No, I'm saying, but he's not saying it at Brian, like, as a, der- a derogatory word towards him. Well, no, I think he is. It's just, he like, is. the hair. I think it's the hair at the looks. Oh, I really? I think so. And also, he's, okay. he's attacking his masculinity. Because, he he, because he's also in love with Mia. It's like yeah. sissy. It's like, it's like using... It's yeah. Like a, it's like that's a, what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah what it definitely is. That's the subtext of what he's in. I think I think it's absolutely like it. It fits. It's just an aggressive. Let's not choice. use that word. Yeah, that's definitely not a, not the same time frame. So, Tobin, are you a Mia or are you a Letty? I'm a Mia that wants to be a Letty. Ooh, Ooh. I think that's probably what I am, too. That's a really good answer. I am too responsible to be a Letty, but I really wish I could be. That's essentially, like, I'm a Hufflepuff that wants to be anything but a Hufflepuff, (laughs) but I can't not be a Hufflepuff. That's funny. That's what it is. I've I've come to accept my lot in life. And it's a good time to be a Hufflepuff. Yeah, there's that off-Broadway play, Puffs. It's our time to shine. There's PSAs. I mean, yeah. The other little buzzword that I had is crotch rocket, because I think this is the first time I had heard that. Oh, phrase. really? Yeah, oh. I think what not not oh. yesterday, but like watching the movie in two thousand one. <laughs> oh, okay. Was the first yeah, time that 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 entered my lexicon, and it's it's one that still cracks me up. Yeah, it's 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 just perfect description of what yeah. it is. <laughs> just a crotch rocket, man. Yeah. It's like there's no offending in that one. It's just that's what it is. I, I, I definitely knew what a Crouch Rocket was, but I think that this was a lot of first experiences for people that maybe weren't deep or even into the car world at all. Like, you've got, like, a lot of these kind of words. One that I picked up this time was when Brian says, this is Dom's car, and Dom's like, it's not my car, I didn't take delivery yet. And, like, he says it like that, but 
literally that's like the car salesman term for what happens when you like hand the car over like my friend's a car salesman so he's always like oh i have to go do a delivery and that doesn't mean that he's like driving the car to someone's house that means that he's just like handing the car over at that time Hmm. so like you start picking up all these weird they use like really good car word writers in this movie well i'm glad that there were some good writers yeah (laughs) yeah there, there's, there is a lot of jargon in this movie, for sure. It's, that's what, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a franchise, like, when I saw Furious 7 at a secret screening at South by Southwest when it came out, I was talking to this kid ahead of me online, and he was like, I loved the first three movies because they were all about the cars. He's mm-hmm. like, and then they changed. And I was like, yeah, then they changed in the movies that I wanted to see. But I think <laughs> in terms of, like, the reason that they're billion-dollar movies each now and a multi-billion-dollar franchise is because they cut all that jargon out. Like, people, the mainstream... yes doesn't want to hear about people doing deliveries or taking deliveries or anything like that. It's or just, crotch rockets or they anything They want to like see that. cars jumping out of planes, which, Tobin, by the way, happens. I've seen or the trailers, yes. cars bringing down planes. Or jumping or cars jumping over submarines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. That has a whole lot more international appeal as well, right? I mean, that's, when you say a billion dollars, that's not just me, right? That's no, right. around the world. That Correct. That there's a you need to open it up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have a car question. Okay, for you. Experts. We'll try to answer it. Hopefully, Nos. Not so. You're among friends, Iceland. It's okay to ask. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it seems very, very branded. It yes. is a brand, right? It's specifically, like that's the yeah. Okay, so number one, little baby Brian is in like living in this shop, this supercar shop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Harry's not Hanks. I apologize for saying Hank earlier. There are like bumper stickers and posters and T-shirts and what, all this was. swag everywhere. And yep. he yeah, suddenly says, was. "I need some NOS," like yeah. as if he just thought of it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's that's a good point. I didn't everywhere. think of it like, that. <laughs> like he's not clever for that. It's not a discovery. Of course, you need it. If you thought you could do this job without it, then. You're right. You don't belong. End of story. He does not belong in Dom's garage. But so my question is: Are there competing brands, or is it that oh, like not that Kleenex? I know of. You know, all tissues we call Kleenex accidentally. Do we call all the nitrous that people use in their cars? Do we call it all NOS? Yeah, because it's all nitrous oxide. And that's just like short for nitrous oxide. But the company, like NOS N O S, is its own brand. And I don't think that there's. I mean, you could get it filled anywhere else with nitrous oxide, but it's always been NOS, right? I just Googled NOS alternatives, and on autos.com, in the aftermarket parts question and answer section, (laughs) someone asked, what is a NOS alternative for cars? And someone said, a good NOS alternative that is readily available and requires no vehicle modification is VP100, a product composed of 100 octane unleaded gasoline that is oxygenated with ethanol. But that's something completely different, because that's like, you're just adding race fuel to your car. That's not an alternative to NOS. There's not like another brand of NOS. That's like race fuel. That's something different. So that's like Um, an alternative in that sense, but not like an alternative, like, what's the other company that makes NOS? It feels like there's a lot of people trying to answer this question online, and no one has a good answer. So maybe not. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I really think that the only one that I've ever heard of is NOS, the company. Blue Bottle, Silver Bottle, 
Nostica. Which also makes the energy drink, too, right? They have to be in cahoots with them. I mean, it's the same logo. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that... The, if, imagine if they're in, like, one factory just making oh, nitrous <laughs> oxide and energy drinks right next to oh, each other. Oh, we did it again. We mixed up the shipments. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. And somebody, like, goes to... Their car gets all, like, tweaked out, but it doesn't go faster. It's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're drinking it and exploding under serious pressure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So now, Tobin, were there parts about the uh, were there parts of this movie that you liked? Can we play highs and lows? Yeah, let's play, play highs, highs and lows. And lows. Let's, let's just play highs and highs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, there were parts I liked. Uh, Any time okay. Michelle Rodriguez was on screen, I we okay. had that in common. This okay, <laughs> especially early in her career. I have not seen a lot of her stuff after probably after this. Okay, wait, she was on Lost for a little bit too, right? She was. She and was, was on Lost for a little bit around yep. the time. Um, she had some run-ins with the law herself, correct? Oh, did she? Yes. I, I believe she, I I believe she yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. was a DUI. Yeah. Okay. So, but here's... So she was bloody in real life. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's okay. the other thing. I don't know if you all have gotten into any sort of parallels, conspiracy, all that. I mean, right? Because Paul Walker... Yeah. ...died in a car. Yeah. yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez has had trouble in her car. I just yeah. yeah. I don't know. And of course, they they both live in L.A., where everyone drives all the time, everywhere. So, sure. you know, the chances of cars being involved in either here. So, I, but I think Michelle Rodriguez is is really good, and th- is the person in the movie who seems to be seems to kind of, for me anyway, understand the movie that she's in. It feels a little bit like people. This felt to me like a pilot. This felt to me, knowing that this goes on Fair. as a show, this feels yeah. like we're kind of figuring things out. You know, we're, we're kind of, and something about it's gelling for people, and I, I get that. And then, like, as it goes, as you say, it sort of figures out what it's supposed to be and then becomes that and then and sort of flourishes maybe. And it feels to me like she, I don't know, she, feel, she felt very centered in the movie for me. As I say, I don't care a lot about cars, the racing stuff. If, if, if you're going to show me a racing scene, I want to see The French Connection or Ronin or something. I, this, this racing was just felt kind of like a little bit paint by numbers and so anyway that, we're, talk, we're talking about highs <laughs> yeah right so um, michelle R- rodriguez was my high in this movie okay Isla, what was your high aside from michelle rodriguez that's a good question it would have to be nostalgia okay connected just so general I'm nostalgia a, no no i um but just under that umbrella so for me the soundtrack was well it was also like overly soundtracked I mean, the yes. whole thing was oh, a, it's, was it's a aggressively soundtrack, right? Aggressively, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that and that, the era of music, the type of music, and the loud music in cars um, reminded me very much of my friend Tina, who's been my friend since kindergarten. Um, she got a new Shout car in Tina. high school. Shout out to Tina. Tina. Shout out Tina. She got a new car in high school, and so she and her sister came by to pick me up, and I got in, and I could hear the the music from my front door. It's like, oh my god, okay. they are blaring. I got in the car and it was so loud, it was so loud all the way to school. I hate school. that, to be honest. I hate it. And I <laughs> it drives me nuts. I can't think. Well, That's coming from someone who like has his TV so loud that I have to ask him every time I'm over your house, hey, let's turn it down a little bit because I'm not deaf yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The, in the car, though, I need, I need to be like very coherent. Like The, the music is always really low in my car. Actually, to be honest, I think I turn down your radio a lot. That's, so that's, that's probably true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, once we got to school, and she set off the car. She said, oh, God, finally. He said, what? She said, last night, we just wanted to see how loud the stereo would go. And then it got stuck. Oh. <laughs> but she let us drive the entire way yelling at each other without her explaining it. Which That's a good story, actually. I, I like it. that one a lot. Yeah. So I don't know that it was this soundtrack, but it easily could have been. Like, it felt 
it felt very similar to me. And then I didn't realize that they had their own song in the first movie. Oh, yes. There's there's Fast and Furious songs. So throughout all the movies, they're all heavily aggressively soundtracked. And there's, you know, Furious in this, mm-hmm. which also Ja Rule is in this movie. He's yes. in the early scenes. He does he does the first Tej, which is Tej becomes is yeah. the mechanic. He's in two and he has songs in the movie and is also in the movie. Because they're like, oh, Ludacris is a better actor than Ja Rule. Let's just put him in all of the movies from here on out. Poor Ja Rule, man. He got jumped like right out of Fast and Furious. <laughs> poor guy. But there's no better soundtrack to a Fast and Furious movie, I think we can agree, than Tokyo Drift. I think the Tokyo Drift soundtrack is the best by far. They're it's like a nice great. blend of like weird hip hop and it's so much. Yeah, DJ it's Shadow, DJ Shadow, everything I love. That's the, if like if you had to pick one soundtrack to listen to, three is great. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Thank God yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if we're playing highs and lows, then Tobin, what was your low? Oh, be kind. Be um, kind. No, no you don't like need to be say, kind. Like don't a, give me the or don't be low. kind. Just listen. be be honest. Like I say, it's not that in terms of the making of the movie like anything is badly very badly made it just i did write one more god i don't know where, where i'm going what's a low <laughs> uh let me just look and see god everything's just so general it just felt like a waste of a lot of um okay how about this how about this if you're going to have a movie where the central conceit is that our our main character is is doing a an investigation yeah Okay, not only is he a terrible, terrible investigator, but they do his, like, cat burglary, climb to the roof, and break into buildings a couple times. Yeah. The security yes. in these... And I know one shouldn't probably be picking these movies apart in terms of, like, what's... In terms of reality. Realism. I do get that. Yeah. Like, this is this is a cartoon for grown-ups. I understand that. But there but there is a certain amount of... In one hand, there's one scene is going to be, like, gunfire, people being shot down, and all this stuff. And in other scenes, they're like, along a roof, and, like... <laughs> the security is for shit in these places that have, like, how many tens of thousands of dollars in each part of the car? And it's like, you're not going to have a security camera up or, like, a, like anything? I bet that, really? I bet this is more realistic than you would imagine. Yeah, probably. Probably. Like, probably in true. all of that these, like, true. you know, homebrew garages, chop shop kind of situations, like, those guys don't have a ton of security. But it's- and... If you're, like, at Hector's garage, he's across the street at the bar. Right. He's, like, part of the community where, like, nobody's really going to break in. They know who he is. They're all kind of gangsters, right? I I guess I was thinking about when they all break into Johnny Tran's garage, which which feels more high-tech-y than the others. Yes, for sure. It feels like a compound, you know what I mean? They're, like, just pop the fence, climb the roof. Well, because he has the grocery store right next door, so he has, what is it called, like, Trans-Asian Market or something. It's called something Asian Market or something Market. Yeah, it's a compound, and he just, like, has his, like, pet garage right next door, which is, like, the coolest thing ever to me. I wish that... That I had like I'm like oh man man I do like I have this deli and then a garage and like yeah. that's what my life exists of also also on central conceits and things that I didn't like at all in this movie the idea that there is this really the easy, easiest way to pull off ripping off these trucks well <laughs> I mean come on it's probably the safest to pair with like your first one-on-one. complaint it has the least security wait wait, wait. So the, you get four cars, you bring them, you like shoot like grappling hooks into the into the truck and climb into the truck like this. This can, cannot be the easiest way. Wait till he stops at a gas station to pee and steal the truck. I mean, oh, good call. I guess I guess yeah. I can. I'm thinking about the opening to the usual suspects. There's the heist of the armored car with all the they, they're all driving cop cars. Is that the usual suspects or is that Heat? No, I can't remember which one it is. One of those two. Okay. Movies. Usual suspects. I think is on a boat. Oh. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's the opening scene of it. I don't remember the opening, so yeah, one one of those two movies. But and that feels like okay. This is like the way they're gonna. It it felt much, much more real. Maybe I just want a little bit more real in my movies. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So I was gonna say. So in terms of the security complaint, there is security in basically the rest of the movies. Like as the heists get bigger, yeah, they have more security than they way more. That goes away. That complaint goes away. Yeah, yeah. The realism thing. (laughs) This is by far the most realistic movie of the bunch. This is the most realistic. And, and maybe that is the smart way, because if you're going to make this movie realistic, it's not going to be this movie at all. It's not going to have these people, like, a lot of these people in it. It's not going to have these actors in it. Like, it just, it's not, you're not going to make it with the sort of, what you, with the resources you have here. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They, lead, they probably lean into their strength. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair low. I like it. I'm sure Island is going to have a much better low, because she's going to get into the other, the toxic Iceland's masculinity low. and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to dig into that. Let's. Shall we? So. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know which version you want, the 30 second, 60 second, or 90 second, but I'll Let's just go 90 start. Second. We, got, we, got no, we got nothing but time. And then, we got um, nothing but time. <laughs> okay, so I had a lot of trouble with gender in this movie. Two, there are two, you know, are two female characters that have names. Yep. Only have anything in relation to Dom, right? It's Dom's sister and Dom's mm-hmm. partner, but also who is described as has been in love with him since she was a child, right? So that's it's all just related yes. to, to him or then to Brian. And so I have issue with, you know, sort of how they're dealt with. I don't think they have anything to do, which is bothersome to me. But then also, so no one else has names and are objectified myriad ways throughout the entire thing. Just a oh, couple yeah, of just examples. Oh, yeah, just boob shots, everything. Well, man. not even that. Vince literally pushes a woman to get out of his way when he's trying when he's trying to start in the house right yeah in the house in that same during the same house party dom is comparing a woman to a car when mm-hmm. um the little you can't twitchy guy you can't, is, um, you can't check you the can't oil detail without, a car with the cover yeah. on yeah right and yeah. that happens other that's those are just the two that i had written down right there <laughs> that <laughs> during that first street race the woman comes up and offers Monica uh, offers him a threesome <laughs> if he wins, and then he doesn't win, and so she's like, "No, it's not gonna happen." And he says, "Fuck you, then," because of his yes. entitlement. Yep. Yes. There's just so much. Vinny is just so so fragile. I think he could really benefit from from going to a place like KFAM. Vince and talking, for yeah, sure. talking through some of those issues with a professional because it was bothersome to me. I don't disagree with anything you said. The only thing that I want to sort... The way that I'm going to defend a little bit is that almost all of the characters in this movie, aside from Dom and Brian, are just there in relation to Dom. So, of course, it's very bad that just the women, the two women are there as Dom's sister and Dom's partner. True. But, like, everybody's just, like, his Dom's name's, His name is uh, Leon. I think that he's the most forgettable character in the whole yeah. franchise. Leon the, and Jesse. The guy and... who watches the, the spotter for the race, that's Leon? Leon is the third no, guy the of other... the team. He's the other guy. He's not Vince. He's not Dom. He's Leon. And not Jesse, who has ADD. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And who gets killed. Yep. Yeah. In that regard, yes, it's bad that the women don't have much to do. I do like that they both get to drive in this movie. When I rewatched this, I was like, oh, Mia drives in this. That's surprising. That's cool. When we did the, for the for lap one, I like that. But I think that in this world, 
the only people who matter are Dom and Brian. Everybody else is just related to them. So, again, yes, it's bad that the women don't have more to do, but it's also like if you're watching for any other character than the main two, there's not much to go on there. When I rewatched this movie, I actually thought that it was going to be a lot worse than what I saw happen. There's a lot of 90s and toxic masculinity type stuff, but I was, like, watching for this, I was like, I thought this could have got a lot worse at the time and, like, the setting and the people involved and, like, the type of characters that would be in this movie. I was, like, really nervous that this one was going to, like, not hold up well at all. Like, it was going to be way worse than I imagined. I think it may be, it might be the most problematic, especially in terms of, like, language and, you know, words like the F word and, like, the yeah. word skanks and stuff. Like, that doesn't, that goes away. Like, these movies become much more wholesome, like, really kind of quick, which yeah. is strange for a movie that's, I think, as they drift away from that car culture and the race wars, which is another strange name in and of itself, <laughs> which we talked about a lot in like that one. Did we? But, I don't remember yeah, thinking about it like that. Okay. As it drifts away from this, like, Southern California bro surfer car culture world and becomes these action movies, they become less offensive, which is good. Not necessarily <laughs> better. Not necessarily better for women, even though as time goes on, there are A lot more women. strong female characters. Exactly. Yes. They do build in a lot more strong female characters. As and there goes. always is objectification of women, but also, I don't know if you looked at the stats of The Furious, which is a article by True. Bloomberg that we shared, but they tracked gratuitous female butt shots, and they also tracked uh, shirtless or sleeveless guys. Okay, but this, I knew you were going to come here, and so I'm glad that Good. we're here Let's together now. Good, bring it up. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay. It's different. In that, when, when Dom is shirtless, He's also the main character who has agency and who has an arc, if you will, and has things to do. Admiring physiques is not in and of itself bad. And of course, we put pretty people in movies because we enjoy watching them more. That's why we all of us are not in the movies, right? Because there are people prettier than us out there. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just I, did, I never got my shot, but sure. Yep. Sure. There's still time. There's still time. She's got his blue, blue eyes. Don't forget. <laughs> blue eyes. But so the objectification piece is more about... Uh, so let's not even... We don't have to. Let's... let's. What would it have to be for Brian's character, for, for Paul Walker, to be objectified in this movie? He would have to be interchangeable with other humans or with objects. He would have to have a lack, a lack of agency, a lack of sort of ownership over his own self. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more. When I say objectification, I don't just mean butt shots. Right, right. Okay. Because I, I could see a tasteful butt shot, and I've described one of my favorite parts of this movie <laughs> is a butt shot, right? So yeah. that yeah. So it's not just about whose nipples we get to see. It's about the context of said nipples and what it means to the world and how people are being represented in this world. I saw a lot of objectification and 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 yeah, women, there's just shots women of just women as, as that have no names and, and they don't talk. Dressing. You just see a woman, yeah, right. And we see and we see wet t-shirt contests and we see whole gangs. Oh, that's right. We do have the wet t-shirt contest. That's right. Gangs I forgot about of, that. of 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 ladies hanging out next to cars and you know, I mean, that just placed there as decoration. Rather and than... that doesn't get better as the series goes on. That's always there. So that's what that's what I mean when I say objectification. It's not not simply looking at at, at someone's physique 
but it's how they're they're treated. These perspectives are things that I have no I don't watch movies through this lens at all. So like I don't see these in the sense that like I'm glad that somebody else brings them up to me. I watch it and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, there's 50 women, but that's just what I've seen in every movie like this." So I'm just like, "Oh, it's normal." Like that's not a strange thing for me right. to see. Right. Yeah, it's I think all- that's a good point. We've we've normalized a lot yeah. of it, including the violence and the unhealthy relationships and, and all that kind of stuff. The, also, the when the, the, the our two named female characters do get to drive, most of yeah. the time they're doing it vis-a-vis sex in some way. It's either Mia as she's as a sort of like she's trying to impress Brian, right? And like it has it's it's, a, it's like a flirtation, thing. it's like a foreplay mm-hmm. thing. And then when when Letty's up, you know racing against the guy for two grand, and he's giving her all the kissy kissy, and she like yeah, you know, like there, there's it's there when you say they get to drive, it is true they do get to drive, and if they didn't, they would be much much worse. But let's not forget <laughs> that their that their driving is is in in many cases hemmed in by their the limitations of the female characters in this movie. Interesting. I told you I was the fun sucker. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not a fun sucker at all. It's just like, this is just perspectives that we'd ever think of. I was like, very proud that they let them drive. That they yeah, let the them drive? That... Think about what no, you're No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying it like... I'm not saying you're it like that. I'm saying that it like... let women drive in this movie? No, no. Relax, relax. The let me Saudi, finish. The Saudi Arabian remake will, will not. So that will... Or maybe it will no. now. Actually, maybe, maybe that's, that's where it's headed. No, I'm saying with... If you were to say somebody's making a movie is going to be about it's going to be about street racing, I would imagine that when you say that that there wouldn't even be female drivers. See, in the and movie. I I would say of course there's going to be a token sort of badass, you know, the chick driver, and in this case, I they think they, you know, give her a little something in that she is also the, you know, the partner of Dom, but I don't know how partnered they are at this point. He's pretty cozy with, you know, I don't. What do we call them? Race rats? What, what, what do you call oh, the race rats? I like that name. No, I. I mean, I, I don't. I don't it's what... very rude to these people that are <laughs> not saying, like, Let me say. What else can you call them? I figured there was a name for them. What I do know is that there is no love in this series, or maybe any movie, deeper than the one that Dom and Letty have. Like it is one that transcends even amnesia. Yes. But, but not in this movie. Not in no, this movie. No. Well. I think they're devoted. I think they're devoted, but I don't know that they're monogamous, which is fine. Which is fine. I think yeah. they are. Because there's a scene at the house party, right, where, like, he's downstairs and Letty's, like, upstairs now. I get the sense that, like, they have sort of an unspoken, we don't know this, an unspoken sort of, like, look but don't touch or, like, touch but don't really touch sort of thing. <laughs> because he is, in this world, a god. Like, not even just, like, the guy, but, like, a god. Like, he is the one who drives this economy that, like, when he races, you know, Harry's Garage, the, the, the sales go through the roof. Like, he is the idol. Like, guys want to be him and girls want him. And I feel like in that world, it would be very difficult, especially in a movie like this or in a culture like this, to not allow him to, to sort of have him, like, off in the corner by himself. I don't get any indication that he's not faithful solely to Letty. I think well, he, he says is. he did fuck Johnny Tran's sister. So, but that was probably before Letty. She loved but him if forever. if Letty's been in their lives since she was a kid, at one point there was something that drew me and, to this. And when she turned sixteen, he started took him out like liking to her. That's what we hear in that yeah. beautiful dialogue. Because that's between, not gross, right? I mean, yeah. So, so <laughs> how long ago did he sleep with Johnny Tran's sister? Again. 
this may may not have anything to do with <laughs> with the movie, but there's yeah, I'm not sure the movie knows what this is about yet. So then, and just no. real quick, then that would be another example of using a human as an object. You know what I mean? In that context of that conversation, well, yeah, well, I fucked your sister. Like that has nothing to do with the sister. That has to do with the rivalry, you know, pride, and the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of the of yeah. their just take them out and measure. Yeah, dude, that's that's it's a lot of measuring. It's good. It's gonna be a lot of measuring. Mm-hmm. I was thinking this is why Letty is so protective. That maybe we get the hint that at one point he was not monogamous, and that's why Letty tries to scare all the girls off and gets really angry when he's talking to other women. So have you all written the novelizations that fill in these gaps and backstory for us? No, but they are available on fanfiction.net, which I'm is a sure site <laughs> very oh, close to Oh, I've been to fanfiction.net. Don't worry. We hadn't. Yeah. Have you listened to our Zack Attack episode of Sharpay's Fabulous Fabulous. Adventure 2, mm-hmm. a sequel, a fanfiction sequel to a spin-off movie <laughs> from a Zac Efron franchise, oh, wow. in which Zac Efron's not even in or mentioned in the spin-off movie, and yet he's a main character in the fanfiction. She writes him in. It was yeah, awesome. I was gonna Zephron say, Lover 19. Shout out Zephron Lover 19. <laughs> they, um, she really uh, course corrected an, an error there. Yeah. The other thing is Rachel made a point when we were watching the movie today that she said, if you notice in the movie, Dom only listens to Letty. Only when she says something does something happen. He's like letting Vince and someone fight and Mia's like, go, go stop them, go stop them. And then Letty's like, go. And he's like, cool. And just like gets up and walks out. Or if she's like, go upstairs. He's like, I'm fine. And she's like, go. And then he just does it. And she like has this command over him throughout the movie that I thought was like really weird and interesting. She is the best part of this movie. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And they do, I mean, I do appreciate, they do have a devotion here that blossoms into the greatest love story of all time. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can see the seeds of that. I won't, I won't pick apart the relationship anymore. You can pick it. Yeah, no, I'm good. Nobody. I feel good. I feel yeah, like okay. my... they do seem connected. I it's the movie does not yet know this is the greatest love story ever told. Right. Like yes. this is one of the things that after the pilot's been out and people are responding to it, you're like, Hey, guess what? You know what? These two characters that were sort of like, they were kind of together. This is the heart. This is the beating bloody heart of our show. Like that's, that happens as well, apparently as the thing goes along, but it does it's not, The seed is here, as you say. It just hasn't blossomed yet. And I think it's really difficult to compare this movie to the franchise as a whole. Number one, just because there's so much of it. But number two, because it's so different from everything else. It does take a huge difference. This is, I think, probably by far the shortest in the series. This movie is 42 minutes or something shorter than Fate of the Furious, a bloated movie that I do not like. But imagine this that you didn't like but another 45 minutes of it. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to even imagine that. This this is a two and a half hour movie would have been way different. Yeah. Yes. For me. Do either of you have any other notes? I feel like, because this lap too, the building the family lap, you are part of our family, our Cage Club Podcast Network family, even though Tobin didn't like this movie, sounds like almost at all, and even though to- <laughs> uh, Island had problems with it, you're still close to our hearts because you still watched this movie for us and talked about it with us. Hey, man, we're going to talk about these movies and that forever. we love them. Th- forever. forever. To hear a different perspective is great, and yep. I love it. Like, I really, like, I bring... Tell me what is not good about the movie or what you didn't like about the movie and stuff like that. Like, I, I want to hear all of these, so... I really appreciate all of your input. That's I, awesome. I did love seeing Ted Levine in. I, I, I he I love him in every movie. Who is he? He's in the movie. He's the, Buffalo like Bill. The, 
Yeah, he's Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. He's the other. He's not. He's the other detective. He's not the FBI guy. He's kind Sergeant, of Brian's boss. I didn't connect Sergeant that was Buffalo Tanner. Bill. Yeah. Damn, Sergeant. I had no idea. I'm really bad with actor names. Like. Yeah, not characters. So. Yeah, I think he's a wonderful actor, and I'm so glad to see him show up and stuff. You know, given given how uh, very specific his breakout role was, yeah, that he sort of found you know this. He's found a great life in these other movies, and I'm yeah. So he and and I, I, I he feels like world weary enough. Is he in any of the other movies, or do we drop him after this? No, base a lot of the people. So aside from. Brian and Dom and Mia and Letty. Nobody else in this movie is of any significance really to the rest of the movie. Like some of them come back. Like Vince comes back for like a minute in Fast Five. Yeah. But aside from the core four, nobody else comes back. Huh. Okay. They okay. kind of just like they kind of replace an upgrade. Because what's strange about the franchise, in <laughs> like a way, like you were with a car. Okay. I get exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. So, so here, yeah. so here's the things, and I'm gonna get to that because there's a there's a great tagline in two. They go to Miami. And it's just Brian, and nobody else from the first movie is still here. So it's basically Brian, he meets Roman, played by Tyrese. He yeah. meets Tej, played by Ludacris. Yes. He works with Dexter's dad from Dexter. Uh, he's oh. like an FBI agent down there. Yeah. And also, uh, Ava Mendes is there. And then yes. none, oh. and then most of them don't come back. It's just Brian <laughs> and Tej and Roman who come back eventually. But then they go Ava to Tokyo. In She's in Fast Five for like a minute. Okay, yeah. Isn't she like at the end? Like the end scene? She's in the she's in the post credit scene with the rock. Yeah. 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 Then they go to Tokyo and have and it's no, one, no one. No, no one. one completely new cast. And that's the one that I saw with Lucas Black, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then they do Fast and Furious. So then they then they four. pull back the reins and they're like, Oh shit. Like that didn't go over the way we planned it. And they do four. So they do four and it's called Fast and Furious. So they basically rename it the same thing as this. And the tagline the greatest tagline, this is not exaggeration, like some of the things I've said might be hyperbole, this I feel is one of the greatest taglines I've ever heard for a movie. New model, original parts. Because it's That's Dom, cute. it's Brian, it's Letty, it's Mia, <laughs> it's Roman, it's Tej, it's everybody that you've known, that you've loved from these first few movies. That you wanted. All coalesced back together. And then from there, people don't really leave until Paul Walker dies. Like everybody yeah. just, they keep adding to it. And yep. so... It's weird how sort of disparate, like, all these people, hmm. some of them come back in here and there, and, like, there's sort of cameos in some things, but for the most part, just the core four here, and then one of them in the next movie, and then none of them in the next movie, and then from then on, it's sort of the people that you know and you associate Same core with these four movies. over and over again, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And there's something in the timeline, too, right? Doesn't Tokyo Drift take place after? Three is after six. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> If, it's really good. It's really good. Three is after six, but the time keeps going in real life, but then comes back at some point. Like, the cars get newer, and they match the era mm-hmm. that they're in, but then they go back to the other era. It's good. <laughs> it's it's good. real good. Joe, do you want to do On the Streets, or should we dish, ditch On the Streets? We should ditch it this time. Okay, we'll ditch On the Streets. Iceland has a game. I do. I, I brought a do you game. Want, do you want to put your game first, or do you want to cut it in? How do you want to do All it? All the way from the contenders, I brought a game. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's y'all's Why don't we feel the plan. Let's go with your game. Let's go with your game. Okay. And, and I see I have a sort of message function here. Can I yep. put text in for everybody? Yep. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. This game is called Family Branding. Okay. Perfect. Family Branding. Like with like a spear or like a rod or never mind. <laughs> Not branding like cattle. Well, I know. Well, hold Sorry. on. So, go ahead. <laughs> oh, maybe. So I we have. We are from a, Montana. Whoop, yeah. I have a series of quotes. And okay. I will 
send them to you so that you can all see them. But I, I will read each one so that the audience knows what you have to choose from. And then I, and then I have a list of body parts. And so your task is to, with your immediate family, which for you two, the two forever family, for us, the contenders family, for, okay. for your family member, pick which quote and which body part they have to tattoo that quote on and oh, why. Oh, oh. So if you designed a Fast and the Furious tattoo for your family, what, uh, right. which one, why, and if you have any sort of artistic, you know, do you want a new school, do you want it? You okay. Know, American classic. What do you want? Okay. I love Tattoo Nightmare. I mean, sorry, Ink Ink Master. I watch a ton of Ink Master and Tattoo Nightmares, but or I was a is. big Best Ink fan. Oh, what is that one? It's on Oxygen or was on Oxygen. There are three seasons, and um, Mr. Pete Wentz is the host. Okay. Oh, wow, mm. that's cool. Okay, mm. Fallout Boy. Absolutely. That's some. I I have no shame in my love of that cheesy franchise. Okay. Sure. Fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I said, I watch a lot of Ink Master, so I'm right with you, and I'm like caught up. Like I watch all the seasons as they come out. So. All right. Good. Yes. So you're supposed to look. I was gonna read all six of them, oh, all six of the quotes go. out loud, so the audience knows what you have to choose from. And I just get to pick one of these for for Joey and a body and part. Where. But then once you pick it, then the rest of us can't have it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Deeper. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Here are the quotes you all have to choose from. You almost had me. You never had me. You never had your car. Okay. It's not how you stand by your car. It's how you race your car. Mm-hmm. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Classic. <laughs> you break her heart, I'll break your neck. As if it had anything to do with him. Just <laughs> She makes her own choices. You can have any brew you want, as long as it's a Corona. Mm-hmm. Shout out Corona, our first sponsor. And then finally, oh shit, we got cops, 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 cops. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Okay. These are good. There's a lot of good choices. Okay. And you can have that placed on um, your co-host's body on either their lower back, their calf, their chest, their ribs, their bicep or arm, or their neck. Cool. So. This is good. This is good. Who wants to go first? I was gonna say it seemed like you wanted to go first. Me? You a, yeah. Didn't you? No. I can. Okay. Go I, have, first. I'm, I have so many options. I think you could just let me go last. <laughs> okay. I have so many. I have, I have so many different choices. <laughs> I want. Iceland, I want you to go first because I want your pick of the litter. Oh, what tattoo yes. are you going to put on Tobin and where? Yeah, that's I want to know too. Mm-hmm. Now, Tobin, do you have any tattoos? I do not. And neither do oh. I. Iceland, do you? Yes. Okay, so Iceland and Joe both have ink. Me and Tobin, again, me as who want to be Letty. No, <laughs> I want a tattoo. I just don't, I'm I'm afraid to. Not okay. afraid to. I just I want that good first one, and then once the first one's there, they'll all come. It's but, all downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs> okay. So Iceland, what what's the first ink you're gonna put on Tobin's body? Yeah, I think of these choices. I'm gonna go with. It's not how you stand by your car. It's how you race your car. <laughs> okay. So I feel like that's a that's a nice metaphor for any number of things. Sure. It's deep. It's it's, it's, it's deep. much deeper. And so... It's not the motion of the ocean. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion <laughs> of the... It's the same quote, just in a different form. Yeah. And so that... I mean, that's hard. The placement is is key. I don't know that it's a tattoo for everyone. You know what I mean? I think I think no, maybe it I is agree. more just for him, mm. just for I his it. family. So yeah. uh-huh. in that case, I'm going to go with chest. Okay. Ribs is an option, but for his first tattoo, that's like not a wise neck, choice. Like across, like around not the neck, neck, neck thing? Is, <laughs> neck is a choice. No, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 not like on his neck, but I'm right. saying like like the nice like collary like thing that they got going. Yes. Yeah, like neckline. You know, I would let him choose if he wanted it neckline or just 
one side above his heart above his heart yeah yeah it's so a lot as long of words, as it, so yeah it is it just depends on how big you want it. now you're going to go in and with script they're going to say it has to be a certain size uh-huh, uh-huh. you know in order to stand the test of time so let's just go all the way across the chest like okay. that and i think with a little bit of that sort of classic embellishments around nothing nothing big but just a little bit you know to give it some dynamic yeah. flair yes yeah, in loops, black and white obviously black and white yeah i like it so that's, Very nice. that's what I give Very to you, nice. Tobin. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll, I'll show it to you in August. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go through with this. This is really funny. <laughs> but go ahead, Joey. Joey, go next. I want to hear mine. Oh, boy. Okay, so I think these are all great quotes. So I can't this is going to mean a lot. I can't you, do the quote and I can't do the placement, correct? So it's a new quote, new placement? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think based on you and based on your relationships – a lot of these could apply to you, but I'm going to go, you break your heart, I'll break your neck. Because I think in this world, we talked about, we talked before about how you hate people, but <laughs> there's one thing, there's one person that, that matters more to you than anything else is Rachel. Truth. And I think in that Dom way, even though you are more of a Brian, if anybody fucks with Rachel, they're dead to you, you're going to fuck with them. So you break your heart, I'll break your neck, and I'm going to have underneath that maybe either like... Maybe like her name or maybe her initials or something also. Oh. And I'm going to put maybe that... Maybe make it so that it's written and when you read it upside down, it says Rachel, but it Ooh. says the quote that way. How do so you it's like that? one of those, like, are you looking at an old hag or a princess? <laughs> yes. Like that. Exactly cool. like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's I'm going to put stick. that... No, two faces. <laughs> you, you know, exactly. one of those. Are you looking at an old hag or a princess? <laughs> I love it. It's the uh, it's the Yanni and Laurel of tattoos. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh god. Remember that blue dress phenomenon? Blue, blue and gold, red, brown <laughs> yes. and white. Yes. Okay. I'm going to put that like you already have a lot of tattoos. Neck neck's no good. I'm going to put that on God, I wish I would put that on your heart if chest was still an option. Instead I'm going to put it on ribs. But like right Thank under you. your heart. That's where I put That's it. Good. That's where I put it too. That's yeah, I put it right on my ribs, like down down the side. All right, now Tobin, what ink are you gonna give Islin? All right, I'm gonna give Islin. Oh shit, we got cops, 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 <laughs> cops. <laughs> and I'm gonna put the oh shit. Uh, so it's gonna go on her arm. Okay. The okay. oh shit is gonna go. Uh, We're at on her arm. We're at her. Well, I'm, I'm gonna With get there. Arm. The, the okay, okay. Oh shit is gonna go. Uh, she's she's uh, lefty, so we're gonna go with her left. And okay. the oh shit is going to go on her shoulder, and then the we got cops, 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 cops. Each cops is going to get bigger and blockier <laughs> down her arm <laughs> to end up being a, a, basically like a w- one-sided sleeve down her oh, down her arm in a kind I of love in a Liechtenstein style, so like an old like an old um, comic book, okay, right? Like sharp lines and you know, cool. like pow, 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 pow down her, getting bigger and bigger <laughs> down down her arm. And I'm also I picturing. It. I don't want to. I don't want to change your vision. I'm picturing it starts black and then it gets red and blue like cops lights as it gets bigger. Ooh, that's oh. good. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Great. And that's good. I I mean, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like it. Then I can still shake hands. Yeah. You know. Just says right cops, is... cops, cops, cops. Well, the left. You put it on my left, so I can still, you know. Yeah. You don't shake hands with left. Sometimes I do that just to throw people off. <laughs> give, give out your left hand next time. See what the look on the person's face is. It I works will. really well. They get freaked out. I do it all the time. It is all a social <laughs> construction. So awesome. Thank you, Tobin. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. This is a tough one. I'm definitely between two. So I can tell you which one it's not. The first the what? One. It's not the first. <laughs> yeah. One. No. Great quote, Iceland. Just not for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I had to give Joey a tattoo, it would be, I live my life mm-hmm. a quarter yeah. mile at a yeah. time. Okay. 
and it would be on the back of his neck. Oh. And it would be <laughs> it would be written in the shape of a car, okay? Like the quote would be in the shape of a car. I'm into it. And then on the right side, back of his neck, he would have a stoplight there, <laughs> and it would be like on a road, and the car would look like it was racing a quarter mile across the back of his neck mm, love under it. the stoplight. That's good. That's, good. That's, nice. that's that's nice. That's exactly what I would do. But it would be like in the shape of like a really cool car. Like it would definitely be like you know like the letters would get like bigger and smaller. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. it gets past yeah. the trunk and down. That. Okay, cool. That's good. That's yeah. good. That feels right to me. I do. For the record, I had already mocked up this game before last night when Joey texted me. Remember, live your life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's him, man. So I, I get it. I think it, it fit. I fit. It, it fits in it, and, I, and, I, and that was yeah. Good work. It's perfect. That's Wonderful. a fun-ass game, by the way. Thank nice. you for that one. Anytime. I really appreciate it. I have a game, but I, I also wonder if we should even play the game. I have a quiz, an online quiz, which Fast and Furious character are you? But I feel like that game was so good that maybe we save this game for next episode. Deal. I'm down. I, I love when people give us new game ideas, and this one was a, a fucking killer. She, so okay. I like she's it. She's good at games. But yeah. we do have a game that we are going to play here mm, what is that it? we play every episode. Go you guys ahead. are going to get to participate. All right. It's Ooh. called This Ain't No 10 Second Race, also oh known my God, as it's my favorite game. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. <laughs> the way that we play this game is that each of us is going to go on Twitter. We had this thing. Wait, let's give them a little okay, bit of backstory. Okay. We were having this thing where, like, I had some friends on Facebook mention – they mention anything that any of us do, right? And whenever they mention something – I just comment, boy, do I have a podcast for you. And sends a so link they'll be to like, the episode page or the show page. Did anybody see the new Channing Tatum movie? We'll be like, boy, do I have a podcast for you. Yep. And just like link it there. And nobody ever listens to these. Like none of my friends listen to it. But we, we play this game. So Joey thought that it was really funny and we had been doing it for a while. And then he saw some people and he was commenting it. And we were like, this would be a really fun game that what we do is we go on Twitter, we find it, <laughs> we find a random person that's talking about anything that you want to do with the movies, character, the movie itself, anything that you want to do with it. We just send them a, me- a reply. From it's the, the same thing every time. Twitter. It says, "Boy, do we have a podcast for you?" Link to the show page: caseclub.me/slash/too-fast-too-forever. Hashtag too-fast-too-forever. Hashtag two f two f. Hashtag Fast and Furious. <laughs> and that's all it is. That's all and it we is. Just, and so the game is we have to see if anybody replies, if anybody mm. retweets it, and then if anybody emails us because they actually listen to an episode, you get points. Yeah, And the sure. game goes on forever. So yeah, so the scoring is if, they like, if somebody likes the tweet, one point. A retweet is worth two, a reply is worth five, and an email is worth ten. Yes. That's that's the scoring system. So it's, we it's have progressively any more scoring. However, so to guys, date, up until like basically through lap one, zero points scored. However, Joe has a special honor in that two people he tweeted at had their accounts suspended by Twitter <laughs> within the month. <laughs> we don't so, know why, and the, and the I didn't pick like aggressive tweets. It was just like they were talking about Fast and the Furious. I picked two people. But those two people got their accounts suspended for God only knows what reason. We didn't check the rest of their page. We don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yep. That's what happened. So as I talk about this, I would like both of you to go on Twitter now, and Joe and I will go on too, and I want you to find any tweet you want. It could be about anything. We're going to send the same message to them from the Cage Club Pod, at Cage Club Pod on Twitter. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Link to the page. Hashtag Too Fast Too Forever. Hashtag 2F2F. 
Hashtag Fast and Furious. So, considering we have no points, a good strategy we've been using is to, like, mix up what you search for. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have any points, so that we don't know if that's a good strategy or not. <laughs> so, just use whatever you feel like. <laughs> but, yeah. So, last month, I tweeted at Ash, which is at underscore ash tan lee and she said i've seen fate of furious like five times now and every time dom says everyone meet brian i burst into tears that's a spoiler don't worry about it i said boy do we have a podcast for you ash did not could not care zero points (laughs) however joe tweeted at i have some notes at i have some notes (laughs) audience participation alert we're recording fate of furious tonight leave us your fixes slash comments so we can read them on the show Tweeted at that. Not one, two likes. Two points. I'm in the lead. You got one from I Have Some Notes and also somebody else because he tagged, or this this account, this bot, whatever, this brand, (laughs) tagged like nine other people in the thing. I Have Some Notes and also at Scotty Bomb, who is an Edmonton, oh, Edmonton Oilers PA announcer, Joe. Jesus, really? That's pretty cool. He liked the tweet. So, Joe, now, this ain't no 10-second race, but right now, you're in the the lead. lead. Two to zero. Perfect. That's awesome. I got my pick for tonight. Can I go first? Uh, sure. Send this over to you guys now. It's from Christian Estelle at C underscore E S T E D E S T E L D I C U S. Yeah, that one. I, I'm having trouble reading. And this person says, I'll say it once and then I'll leave. Gone in 60 seconds is a classic right up there with the first Fast and Furious. Boy, do, do we, we have, have a podcast, podcast for you. you. And actually, two two podcasts, really, but yeah. That's what. That's why, this is what I was banking on. I was going for the Cage Nection, and I'm hoping that I get some bonus points from that. Because it's going to come from Cage Club, but it's going to be about Fast and the Furious. I hope that we double down and we get a double fan. So here's, here's the way that I'm going to play this game. What? You're going to have your own scoring, I'm going to have my own scoring, and then all the guests collectively have their own scoring. Oh, I like that. We'll keep them separate for their own tallies if they want to see, but sure. we'll, we'll count them as one in mm-hmm. the race. Cool. Fair. Aislinn or Tobin, do either of you have a tweet yet that we want to send? I do. I have clarifying questions. Um, yeah. Does it have to be regarding the first? No, film? it could be about okay. anything. That's okay. what we're saying. You could, you could, it could just be like, "I love Dom," and you could just reply to that. It yeah, does. It I, w- has, I it wouldn't because even... that might mean something very different. But I um... <laughs> maybe you'll get more points. <laughs> Who knows? We've been doing a shitty job at this so far. I found I found what I believe to be a great one. So this uh, tweet from someone named Rich Cromwell or at R R Cromwell four. If the singularity is real, it has something to do with Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I like it. I feel like that could be point worthy. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just need somebody that's gonna that's gonna reply, and I, we don't we haven't figured out how to figure that out yet. So. Well, Rich Cromwell, boy, do we, do we have, have a, a podcast, podcast for you. you? All right, Tobin. Yeah, I got one. Now, this is not a person who I think is going to <laughs> going to reply, but you never know, right? These things could come out. No, we we don't. We really are bad at this, so please so help. Let me. Uh, all right, so I'll read it. So this oh. is from Jess Martin at okay. One Eyed Sneeze. Open Eyed Sneeze. Jess writes: There should be at least eight Mamma Mia movies, and they should start taking the title from the Fast and the Furious franchise: To Mama To Mia, The Mama Love and it. the Mia. <laughs> Santorini Santorini Drift, Drift. Mama and Mia, Mama 5, Mama and Mia 6, Mia 7, Fate of the Mia. This website is free. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, Jess Martin, boy, <laughs> do we have a podcast for you. And also, you picked a jacked one because this has 560 yeah. retweets and 2,000 likes. Like, you might have put yourself on a train oh. right to oh. right to the end of the race, I man. I didn't wow. even think about that. I didn't either. See? <laughs> I just thought that was actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Mamma Mia. Yep. You're going to be in the mix now. You Damn. might be. Okay. Uh, this one is from oh. at GPP2099. So Guillermo Jack Kirby is my hero. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Fast and Furious ranked from best to worst. Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Faith of the Furious, The Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Aside from having feet way too high, this guy has a pretty startlingly similar list to mine. Boy, do we, we have, a, have podcast. a podcast. For you. you. There we go. Oh, man. Those are some good ones. I hope we get some fucking likes and retweets on stuff. <laughs> it's going to happen. Two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, but you know, know what's going to no happen? Race. This ain't no 10 second race. This ain't no 10 second race, but we're going to hit one that's just going to, like, fucking take off. Like, yeah. one of us is going to be, like, a thousand yeah. to, like, two. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is going to launch, in, like, the, the entire network is going to, is going to, mm-hmm. like, lift from whatever sort of takes off from that. <laughs> Yeah. I, I hope so. That would be really that's awesome. That's kind of the goal. The, yeah, that's, we were just a fun way to just, like, we're like, we can't just spam random people. So we're like, we'll play this fucking game. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing that we do on the show before we say goodbye to our guests, which we've never done before, say goodbye to guests, is that we go over what we've recorded since the last time we recorded. So since our Fate of the Furious episode, we did a very special episode of Magic Mike's called She's the Man, which... Tobin and Islin covered on their own podcast, yes. The Contenders. We felt that you did not talk enough about his shirtlessness, his dancing, his stripping, and his fighting. Fighting. So we started a whole new podcast just to talk about those things. <laughs> <laughs> I re-listened to your episode after we did ours. I noticed that we had a lot of the same things that we loved and also a lot of the same complaints. We seemed to love David Cross a lot more than you, the, the two of you and also uh, Nicole. I was super stoked on David Cross in this movie. But... Because I'm a big fan of Arrested Development, so I was just like... One thing that we just... can all agree upon, we all love Amanda Bynes. Yes, mm-hmm. true. We also recorded our Lap 1 tune-up Recap Relap, where we did the rankings for the first eight films, the first, you know, go-through of this. We also yes. did some uh, emails on there, I believe. We also, you know, it was, it was a good, it was a shorter episode. Great episode. Check that out. We also recorded I, Gangster Squad. What's that? I was going to say, I enjoyed it very much. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that you listened to it. Truly, truly, truly. We also recorded Gangster Squad, or Goster Squad, or Gangster Gaz for Boyfriend Material. So that was pretty True. fun. With resident historian Mike Manzi. Oh, Shout out resident historian Mike Manzi drink. So before between now and the time we do Too Fast, Too Furious with the host of High School Slumber Party, Brian Rodriguez, we will be talking about Step Up to the Streets for Magic Mike's, featuring... Liam Underwood of the Nerd on Nerd podcast. Yes. Our British sister podcast. He, he's a Zeph fan from a, from across the pond. Yeah. Nice. That we stumbled upon playing a kind of similar game to Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You. Yeah. And he he had a podcast for us, yes. Nerd on Nerd. Yeah. We were like, hey, we should, we should co-mingle this. And our and favorite thing down. to do with Liam is that we had him on the episode of Zack Attack, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, the first one. Or Zac Efron not in the movie, and now yes. we're having him on Step Up 2, in which Channing Tatum is probably, we don't know yet, maybe only in one scene. So we are not doing good things, but it's so much fun, because Liam's the best. Yeah, Liam's cool. And then we're also going to do The Place Beyond the Pines, for Boyfriend Material, a movie in which Ryan Gosling hides and goes seek with his girlfriend or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, that's have, my have prediction of it? what the movie. I've seen it at the at every every time we do a Boyfriend Material episode or a Magic Mike's episode. Joe and I guess how the, for Shannon how he's going to dance shirtless, oh, uh, fight and strip, and for Boyfriend Material we do the best and worst Boyfriend Material moments. And so Joe guessed that this movie is about. I've, I haven't seen a lot of these movies, so like I haven't seen a place beyond the pines. So oh, he, he yeah he guessed that it was going to be about a couple who loves to go hide and seek in the woods there's a really good hiding spot and that's the least boy from joe moment because he doesn't share it but at the end of the movie he shares it and that's the most boy from joe that's moment. his arc. it's a place it's yeah. a place beyond the pines so i mean it's you exactly know? what the movie's about as we <laughs> all know like that's yeah. what yeah. the place beyond the pines is amazing that you picked that out yeah i know and then one month from today come back for too fast too furious starring not starring but featuring brian rodriguez of the high school slumber party podcast one of my favorite podcasts on our network go check that out but also, another one of my favorite podcasts on the network is The Contenders, which you two host. We do. So we just released, or you just released, the Laggies episode. And coming up next, you said it on the end of the episode, I already forget. What's the next movie you're doing? We're going to do Spy, the Paul Feig movie with Melissa McCarthy. Perfect crossover, Jason Statham. Oh. <laughs> the perfect crossover, yes. The perfect exactly. crossover. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being I appreciate on this podcast. It. And I love that you guys came on and were our first introductions to our family <laughs> thank you outside of our distaste for fate of the furious honestly the first criticism that anybody has thrown at these movies <laughs> on this podcast i'm sure that they're not gonna they're not gonna be the last in this lap i promise that they will not be i'm sure that somebody else is going to be a little disgruntled about yeah. one of the other films because we mixed it up and like people were like i want to do this one we were like mm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you're very good sports. Well, we oh, appreciate yeah. it. You are too. <laughs> Thank you. My goal is to have both of you watch all, however many of these movies are going to be by the time we get to all of them, because Nine. we're going to convince Tobin to love these movies. So in a decade, I will have seen all these movies? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if we just get you to do one every time. Yeah. And actually, oh, okay. once Magic Mike's and Boyfriend Material end... We're gonna go to. The, we're gonna bring this podcast weekly, and we're gonna alternate these movies with just pit stops, which whatever we want to do. We're gonna have themed laps or hyperspeed lap. Wow. I want to do a lap where we watch all eight each time, yep. each episode. Oh my yep. Gosh. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. We got a lot of crazy ideas. An episode, a lap drunk. But like yes. Drunk but I would love lap, the DUI lap for that podcast for that for that when we get to that point yes i would love for when we do a themed lap about other car movies for tobin to come back on and pick a movie that we've never pick seen your favorite car movie yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah and okay. i would also love to have eisland on for michelle rodriguez appreciation month and Truth. just do her best movies glad to do that absolutely also i i like the idea of that drunk lap oh yeah well yes yes i want to do i but, but what I really want to do, and I can't convince Joe to do it yet, but I'm going to keep saying it until he believes it, is that I want to do the NOS lap where we just do whippets the whole time. <laughs> and then we do NOS while they're doing NOS, and then we watch, or then we talk about the movies afterwards. Yep. And just remember, be... I'm the one who edits these, not you. No, but I'm saying we'll, we'll do the NOS while we watch them, write our notes down, and then come back and try to describe the movie. <laughs> Okay. Uh, whatever. We'll, okay. We'll fine. figure it out. We'll get to it. He's getting there. He's getting. You see, it's not saying no. <laughs> I'm saying yes eventually. Okay. Fair. But for all things too fast, too forever, and the contenders, and high school slumber party for next month, and all of our other 19 shows in the network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at cageclub.me. We will also email you if you want cageclub.me/newsletter. Get a monthly digest, the best of the best, 
of what this network has to offer. And the contenders are in the newsletter. It's not just like Fast and the Furious. It's it's it's, it's the whole network. So they'll be in it too. We'll have tons of fun stuff. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And those were Tobin Addington and Island Addington. And we'll see you next time, next month, on Too Fast, Too Forever. It's on my mind what you did wrong. And now you wanna come back when a man was wrong. He don't come in back home. He's been out there too long. She won't even talk.